she reached up a hand and plucked a dinner roll off the table. She took a bite, then hesitated. Why had everyone grown quiet? She risked a glance over the tabletop. He had arrived. The tall, Asian man, with a white mark on his cheek like a crescent. Black uniform with a double row of silver buttons down the coat's front. A stiff silver collar poking up from a shirt underneath. His thick gloves had collars of their own that extended halfway back around his forearms. Dead eyes. This was darkness itself. Oh no. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for Interlude I-9 Lift. This is a very big one. Uh, Make sure that you're uh, all caught up on your reading and that you are picking the right episode. We wouldn't want you to get spoiled on this. Um, Also, if you have time, check out our store at TeePublic. You can go do so in the show notes. You can get yourself a hoodie, a mug, um, a phone case, which I don't know if the phone cases are good. But if you get one, let me know if they are. And then I can tell everyone that they're good or that they're not good. Anyways, check out the the link on the show notes and uh, maybe get yourself some Heroes of or Stormpod swag. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he brought extra dinner rolls to the party. It's Jack! What's up? (laughs) I can't get enough of those rolls. Dude, who knew... But dinner rolls could be so powerful. Who knew that Bunsmaster had all that stormlight locked inside? Oh, that is a very local joke right there. Bunsmaster. It's <laughs> a very local joke. It's only a joke for certain people. There's only like 12 That's people right. that know that joke. The Bunsmaster. Mm. Now, it sounds like your favorite aerobics exercise videotape. But it is 80s, not. But, no, it is a. But it is not. It is the harbinger is. of the pizza roll. <laughs> <laughs> that every 12-year-old kid would go in and spend 56 cents yeah. for. Mm. Mm, Those local were, bakeries they were disgustingly in good. You know, a little smear of spaghetti, uh, pasta sauce on it with that baked cheese. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> mm. Well, this is a fascinating, I have to say, absolutely fascinating interlude. It's great, eh? <clears throat> this first one, Lift. Wow. How do we begin this monster? It's well. First of all, it's a beast. It is very big. This, this is a chasm fiend in and of itself. Yeah, it's it's it never ended. I, I think I wrote on the Discord. I'm like, this interlude won't ever end. <laughs> like, I've read it several times. I, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so let's maybe talk a little bit about this artwork. At least in my paperback version. I'm not sure what you have in front of you, mm-hmm. but. Um, <clears throat> just like it seems like a little cornucopia like a feast right mm-hmm. it's glass of wine and i think we can see some rolls oh yes we can see some bread sticking out of that uh basket or it or sort of makes sense that, that would be the thing of the chapter because we learn later on we'll get to it but we're going to learn later on that she's able to metabolize food into stormlight 
I know. It blew my mind. It yeah. was amazing. <clears throat> Get this girl a Snickers bar. Like, wow. <laughs> Dude, I have a Snickers joke later. I have one. No, you don't. I do. Oh, I do. do. I have a Snickers joke later. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes. I was picking up on your Snickers vibes. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's dive full swing into this into this thing. Mm-hmm. Lift. Lift. So brand new character, at least for me. It's yeah. brand new. Not, not been referenced before in Never uh, been referenced what before. No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Lift had never robbed a palace before. What a great opener again. Yeah. From Sanderson. Yeah. He knows how to start like, them it, up, it, right? It just, it just says so much with a few words. <laughs> yeah. You get a character, never robbed a palace before. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Not because she might get caught, but because once you robbed a starving palace, where did you go next? Right. Again, dude, what a great intro. Mm-hmm. It says so much. Yeah. And it's so true. A, a palace that's starving, if you rob from them, and if they start doing worse, then where do you go? Okay, well, I don't think that the um, the description of the palace is a starving palace. I think no, she's no. using starving as yeah. like a storming palace or like a bloody <laughs> right. palace or a fucking yeah. palace. But because her whole thing is eating, yeah. starving is like the worst starving. possible curse, right? right? I love it. Exactly. Yeah. She, uh, she climbs up onto this outer wall and takes a look at the grounds and says everything reflected the starlight in an odd way. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a straight line in the whole Starvin place. You're, this is so funny that Starvin is just... Yeah. Like, she, because she is literally starving. Right. Like she's hungry. <laughs> she's always fucking hungry. So there, there wasn't a straight line in the whole Starvin place, just lots and lots of curves. Right. Um, you know, what's funny is that I just realized that she's the character from Ocean's Eleven. She's Brad Pitt, just always wanting to munch on something. (laughs) He's constantly (laughs) eating in that movie. (laughs) Nachos with cheese, bag of potato chips, french fries. Very weird, right? He must have have signed a contract. Yes, I'll do this movie, but I'm hungry, dude. So you have to feed me. (laughs) Lyft's companions. So she's with six men, Mm -hmm. supposedly master thieves. Although she observes they couldn't even climb a wall properly. Right. That's funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. The bronze palace itself, Hugh Quinn says. Bronze, Liv asks, is, is that what everything is made of? Looks like a bunch of breasts. And this is the first really, really cool thing about this thing is, first of all, there's the reference to breasts, which, which continues in, in a moment, but that literally everything is made of bronze. Yeah. It's not just like like the bronze palace. It's not just a name. Everything is. Even the tree that they walk by later. Right. Yeah. Is bronzed. Yeah. It's really, uh, and now, now, and we, we do find out that we are in Azir, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, and I really got to do a big shout out. I love imagining this place. I'm, I think I'm a big fan of, uh, of Azish, uh, culture. I think and, you are. Uh, I think, and, you, I think and, you'd and love decor. it. It's so cool. The mm-hmm. patterns that they describe. I'm just, I've always been in love with intricate patterns and things like that. Like I love Persian rugs. And, you know, you, the character you would be in, in Roshar would be, you would be like the Anthony Bourdain of, <laughs> of Roshar. You would just go to different places, get fucking yeah. drunk and eat your face off. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not that one, but but yeah, but you're right. I mean, I uh, I'm in love with Asia's uh, culture. I mean, the, the 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 everything covered in bronze. It seems a little much, but I I will say this. I liked imagining it. it I mean, on on the first page of this <clears throat> of this interlude, uh, Sanderson has brought me someplace really really interesting. We have to remember too that this place is the center 
of the Makabaki Empire. Like all, right. all these, you know, the prime isn't always Azish. Yeah. Sometimes he's Emuli. Sometimes the prime right. is. So oh, this is the center of power in this whole area, right? <laughs> it's like seven countries or something that are like kind of united in this one empire. So I am so excited about this interlude i'm gushing with things to say that i how much i love yeah which every like dude the paperwork yeah the like i run right it just it just blows my mind isn't it amazing such a isn't simple most, idea isn't it the most amazing it's, intro of a villain when he shows him he's like i actually have the right paperwork to kill her it's in order and like <laughs> carrying around this bundle of papers honestly like i just again i i can't help but feel that that just the imagery in this it's just it lends itself to animation. I know we've talked about it with some of our mm-hmm. fellow patrons here, yeah. And uh, and I just I can't uh, can't get over it. Anyway, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, there's um th- there's there's something um, otherworldly almost about this place. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. It it it's a whole new place. It's mm-hmm. a whole new world. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the men that she's with are all Azish, dark skin and hair. But she was Reshi from the islands up north, but she'd never actually been there. Her mother had told her that that's where she was from. Right. So she's never seen the islands to the north, but we have. Right. Or we've, we've experienced a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we were there with Risen. <clears throat> so Huguen says, what? About her comment about it looking like breasts. And she says again, breasts, pointing. You see, like a lady lying on her back. Those points on the tops are nipples. Bloke who built this place must have been single for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her. <clears throat> I love her youthful uh, sort of exuberance and uh, and wit. They're, like I-, I like that so many of the protagonists in this series uh, possess wit. For sure, he they. He, he you know what I mean? clearly is a funny dude, this Mr. Sanderson, because his characters are funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's delightful. This, this I... automatically made me think of being a young boy living in Cornwall, Ontario, and driving up <laughs> for a school day, school trip yeah. to Toronto, uh, to Ottawa, and then seeing those brown grain silos that they have on the outskirts of town. Do you remember those? And they were shaped oh, like yes. boobies. <laughs> and you'd be in the bus and all, all the guys would all be right. like, <laughs> everyone would be laughing at the big boobies. If, that's a, also another very local reference. It makes it makes you wonder what those architects or what, what those architects are really doing. Yeah. They must have been things. single for a long um, time. They must have been single for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the grounds at this end look empty, as my informant indicated would be says this character, Huquin. Mm-hmm. He, he was in charge of the lot of them, and he had, apparently, according to this paragraph, a very big nose. A nose that, that Lyft says was surprised didn't smack people around when he turned around. Yeah, that's really funny. <clears throat> so that's funny. So he's got a... He's, he's got, he's got a, a, a de Bergerac nose. nose is what he's got. Right. Um, everyone's focused on choosing the new prime Aquasics, says another character named Maxin. We could really do this, rob the bronze palace itself and right under the nose of the vizierit. Um, is it safe? Asked Huquin's nephew. I'm not sure if we get a name for Huquin's nephew. Huquin's nephew is Gox. We get that name later. Oh, Gox. We just haven't gotten his name yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, what a roller coaster Mm -hmm. for this kid. we'll, we'll, We'll get to that. So Huquin says, hush. And he says that a lot, eh? 
He's always trying to hush people. Yeah, in and his, uh, in his you know what's funny is um, uh, um, Lyft does the same thing to Wendell later. Hush interrupts him hush. all the time. Yeah. Like you know what yeah. you're saying. This really important information you're saying not important. Oh my hush. God, Wendell. I mean. Again, gushing. I'm gushing over this interlude. It's insane. Yeah. Like, it's my favorite thing. Okay, so no, Tigzik says, the boy is right to express caution. This will be very dangerous. So mm -hmm. there we have another character, Tigzik. Mm -hmm. Tigzik was considered the learned one of the group because he was going to be, he was able to swear or cuss in three languages. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, Sean, are you able to cuss in three languages? Um, I, hmm. I don't. I can, I can, I know I can cuss in two. I'm bilingual, but <laughs> I don't know enough of a third language to cuss in it. I don't think. <clears throat> right. So I, I was thinking, I'm like, damn it. Why, why didn't I learn how to cuss in Icelandic? Like I can, I can I speak there. some uh, Spanish because I have some Spanish uh, coworkers <laughs> and stuff, but yeah. no, no one cusses at work. So I don't, <laughs> I can't right. cuss in Spanish. Yeah. Right. That's funny. Well, I, I join you in those ranks. I cannot uh, cuss in three languages. Yeah. Um, so I would not be a candidate for Tigzik's position. Right. He wore fancy clothing, it says here, so he might get along with Adolin. Um, there will be chaos, Tigzik says, because so many people move through the palace tonight, but there will also be danger, many, many bodyguards, and a likelihood of suspicion on all sides. Mm -hmm. And then the next paragraph says that she had trouble with Tigzik's name because of this Q-U-Q -Q sound which sounded like somebody choking. Um, so she just calls him Tig because she can't quite say it, I guess, properly, which reminds me once again of when David Sedaris, when I met him to sign ach. the books. That, yeah, he said that your name in some countries would be Ach. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, thanks for that. I mean, he was, he was joking with me, obviously, yeah. but, uh, it was, but actually it's true and it's funny. Um, so that, so that, uh, so I thought that was that was cute that she can't quite say his name the way that uh, it's properly pronounced. Mm -hmm. But Tigzik says, uh, sorry, uh, Huquin says Tigzik. Yep, choking. Um, that's her observing the way Huquin said Tigzik. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like so. So she's so it's. I like it that it's her like inner monologue, right? Yeah, observing that's, and going. Yep, yep that's choking. choking. Yeah. That's that's what choking sounds like yeah. when you say the last part of his name. You know. <laughs> Um, so she's, she's funny. Like I, she's delightful. Yeah. You were the one who suggested this. Don't tell me you're getting cold now. I'm not backing down. I'm pleading caution. I like that. I like that. Uh, those two words together, pleading caution. Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's nice. <clears throat> Lift, um, leans over in the wall and says, less arguing. Let's move. I'm hungry. Yeah. Huquin looks up. Why did we bring her along? She'll be useful, Tigzig says. You'll see. But she's just a child. She's a youth. She's at least twelve. I ain't twelve, Lyft snaps. And they turn toward her. I ain't. Twelve's an unlucky number. She holds up her hands. I'm only this many. Ten, Tigzig asks. <laughs> is that how many this is? Sure then, ten. If I can't count on it on my fingers, it's unlucky. And she'd been that many, she'd been that many for three years now which means she's 13 years old which she's is the 13. real unlucky number <laughs> <laughs> well it's unlucky in our that's, but that's what some, i mean right in, in, in some spheres yeah. in our world let's yeah. say but but uh that i know it's so funny i was gonna ask you just to be clear on how old she was that's what i took from it yeah but, i i feel like um, she's 13 yeah yeah okay 
Seems like there are a lot of unlucky ages, Huquin says, amused. Sure are, she agrees. She scans the grounds again, glancing back the way that they, they came into the city. And here we get the man. Walking down the street, leading up to the palace, his dark clothing blends into the gloom. But his silver buttons glinted each time he passed a streetlight. We don't know for <laughs> sure at this point whether or not this is the same man it's from the Yim interlude, but we do get right. confirmation later whenever she says the crescent-shaped <clears throat> scar on his face, right? Scar on his, so, on his face, yeah. yeah. This guy seems to be hunting people. But what's most interesting about this first bit on this page is the end of this sentence, I didn't lose him after all. Right. Which means she was already clocking him, already knew mm-hmm. yeah. that it, she was being followed. A little later she says, oh, followed. he he followed me from Maribethia? So they, they must have had a run right. in Maribethia, yeah. Are you coming with me or not? Because I'm leaving. And she slips over the top and drops into the palace yards. She squats there feeling co- the cold ground because it was metal. Because everything was bronze. So again, really cool. It's really cool. Like it's, it's, um, <clears throat> well, it's about to get a lot cooler because the next paragraph is the introduction of Windle. Mm-hmm. A thin twisting trail of vines grows out from the darkness and approaches lift. When I first read this, I thought this was a uh, defense, not a, de- well, how would I word like it? Like a trap or uh, something? A trap, a, a defense of the palace. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this was like just something that was going to, you know, catch intruders. Right. <clears throat> into the palace. <clears throat> I was happily surprised. Here and there, bits of clear crystal peaks peeked out of the vines like sections of quartz in otherwise dark stone. The vines grew very fast, curling about one another in a tangle that formed a face. And the face speaks and says, Mistress, is this wise? Hello, Voidbringer, Liv says. I am not a Voidbringer, he says, and you know it, so just stop saying that. You're my pet, Voidbringer, and no lies are going to change that. I got you captured. No stealing souls now. We ain't here for souls. Just a little thievery. The type what never hurt nobody. The vine face. He called himself Windle. He sighs. <laughs> Lift scuttled across the bronze ground over to a tree that was, of course, also made of bronze. Okay, so I've just thought of it now, and I should have connected it before. <clears throat> The character of Windle and his disappointment, like, oh, would you stop calling me that? And he speaks about how, how am I saddled with this 13-year-old Yeah, punk, we, we get to that later, Brewster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This punky Brewster kid, like, I, I should be, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, master gardeners and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And so it's, it, the character type is a bit like, um, oh, bloody, now I've lost it. The, the android in, um, in um, Douglas Adams in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, yeah, right. They they make me pick up paper from the floor, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's so he's just this. I just I love it. Super useful. I love him dude even that more does now. Like little meaningful job, meaningless jobs for right. her, for this little girl. Yeah, yeah. Ten thousand logic circuits, maybe more, but they <laughs> still make me pick up paper off the floor. Yeah. Wendell grew up to her, um, leaving a small trail of vines that people didn't seem to see, and he says to her, "I'm a spren, part of a proud and noble hush." She says. Now, you're right. 
That's what Huquin says, but it also says that that she has spent the most time with Huquin. Right. So, who so maybe she's getting. Who? Yeah, maybe she's getting it know. from him. Maybe he yeah. he's getting it from her. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really awesome. He, That's cute. He's um, he's about ahead. to tell her the kind of spren she is. He is right. I'm a spren. I know. Part of the proud and noble hush. Yes. She literally does this. This is like some kind of weird fucked up where's Dunny here where he's about to give important information to her and she's like, yeah. stop talking, hush. Yeah, stop talking. Does it yeah. over and over again, this whole interlude. And so it's you. It's it's stopping. <laughs> and she's stopping us from learning. That's really what it yeah. is. Yeah. So it's pretty tricksy <laughs> on Mr. Brandis, uh, Mr. Sanderson's it, uh, part. On his part, mm. yeah. An open carriage passes by. There's important Asian folk inside. They all look like kids. They were, oh yeah, this is such a funny description. They all look like kids who had snuck into their parents' wardrobe because the hats and coats and things are so large. Right. Don't you just love that description? It's so like funny. Kids that stole their parents. Like, this is my God. It's like the, the character in the movie Big. It's Tom Hanks mm-hmm. wearing the suit at the end of Big's. There's, or, the, at the, or the, at the end of Big. Th- this, uh, um, this description has been part of the story before where um, <laughs> they've said that, you know, wearing your father's coat or whatever. You know, yeah. um, th- I think they described it a, a, a Elokar like that a little bit. Like a, he's w- he's wearing his father's crown. Like, oh yeah, it's good. The thieves followed behind, moving with reasonable stealth. Okay, so they're here. Here in Azir, so here we go. In the next paragraph, we get confirmation where we are. Mm-hmm. Working for the government was real important. Everything else was said to be, in quotes, discreet, whatever that meant. Right. So whether you're discreet or not. Ready, Tigzik says to Maxon, who is the other one of the thieves dressed in fine clothing. So they are planning something. They're, two of them are dressed fine. Yeah. So maybe a bit of... Uh, of uh, disguise. Disguise going on here. Maxon nods, and the two of them moved to the, off to the right, heading toward the palace sculpture's gardens. It says the important uh, says people here, would be supposedly be shuffling around in there, <coughs> speculating about who would be cho- uh, uh, be the next prime. So just to kind of get an idea visually of where we're at with this palace is there is a sculpture mm-hmm. garden and a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. are going to be in there mingling. And yeah. the group of really important viziers, scions, arbiters, they're all going to be up in the prime's quarters. We're going to get that later. They're going to be up yep. there and they're debating who to pick to be the next emperor, yeah. the next prime. The next and, prime, yeah. And so these people Quasics. in the sculpture garden have all submitted applications to yeah. be the next prime. And yeah. so they're like, this is going to be easy. All the all the important people are all going to be in these two spots. We can just go yeah. in and steal and then get out, right? Because they're really occupied today. So it's just, it's an, it's an interesting thing here where this is like one of the more important days for this country, for this uh, Makabaki sure. empire, and these like fucking, you know, six supposed thieves and this young Master little girl. Thieves, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, it's really, really funny. Yeah. Well, and it's also funny that, you know, it's this big event and really, and like, what are they after? They're not even after all the baubles or jewels or, or uh, stormlight or spheres or yeah. anything. They're, they're, they're after like simple things to get by like and clothes. she's after food. Yeah. Like she, she wants really good food. Mm-hmm. Hugin says a little later that, you know, we, we want to get clothes. <clears throat> we don't want to go after the, the really superly guarded stuff. We want to get the stuff we can right. steal easy, which is clothes. Right. And the clothes love- can be sold for a lot of money. 
I love what he said about uh, about thievery being more practical. Like we need to be, right. you know, in line with what's reasonable to pull off here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the next paragraph, though, is really interesting because, <clears throat> pardon me, um, because when they're talking about the next prime, the next paragraph says dangerous job that. Yeah. The last two had gotten their heads chopped off by some bloke in white with a shard blade. The most recent prime hadn't lasted two starving days. Right. So within not three envi- days. Not an enviable position to acquire, really. No. Well, that's kind I'm of what we I'm surprised there are so later. many applicants. Right? We get to that later when yeah. the main important people who are picking the prime are like, oh, it can't be me. Oh, it can't be you. No one wants to be right. prime because... No, they're all they're going to die. I, I, You're we, a target. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about a little bit more about it later because there's a really cool like kind of discussion to be had about their picking process, and I I, I can't wait to get to that. So, Hugo and his nephew and two slender slender brothers who didn't talk much kept reaching under their coats for knives, and Lift didn't like their type. Thieving shouldn't leave bodies. Thieving bodies, or sorry, leaving bodies was easy. I put a, an asterisk there because <clears throat> I liked her way of observing that too. Um, that leaving bodies was easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another uh, indication of a great character is somebody who, and she she talks about this right in the next sentence actually, there was no challenge to it if you could just kill anyone who spotted you. Right, exactly. So I like that. that she's not interested in a body count no. and she is, she's actually interested in it being challenging. Right. Well, she says a little later, I mean, we keep doing this, but it's a, such a huge uh, interlude, <clears throat> but she says later that she picks, she literally picks the hardest places to break into and right. then goes and breaks in and then eats their dinners. She's not even interested she, in she, stealing she's, stuff. She's just wanting to go and steal the rich people food, <laughs> which is amazing. And, she, and, and she's not after easy, which is really cool. She scuttles across the bronze grounds towards the, the main palace structure. And then she comments again, really does look like a breast. <laughs> yeah. Windle curls along the ground uh, beside her, moving like an eel. And she comments here, Voidbringers were a strange lot. Mm-hmm. You, you realize that I didn't choose you, he says. I wanted to pick a distinguished... Irieli, matron, a grandmother, an accomplished gardener. But no, the ring said that we should choose you. She has visited the old magic, they said. Our mother has blessed her, they said. She will be young, and we can mold her, they said. Well, they don't have to put up with, shut it, Voidbringer, she hisses. (laughs) This is Lyft. Or I'll bathe in blessed water and go listen to the priests. Maybe get an exorcism. So she, yeah. So, so funny. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of information here. Um, there really is. Yeah. So, um, the ring said we should choose you. So the ring right. sounds like it might be what, whatever Spren Windle is, has some right. kind of like council or group and it sounds like they're called the ring and they've decided that, um, Lyft would be the one to pick to be to have been blessed with the surge binding, right? Right. And then he says, she's she been, has visited, visited the yeah. old magic. And we know the old magic yeah. is, when they talk about that, it's the uh, the night mother, I think it is. And uh, the night, yeah, the night mother. 
uh, fuck, why can't I remember that? Um, and it's the the lady that uh, the 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 being that gives a boon and a curse. A boon and a curse. Right. The one that's uh, that Dalinar is uh, struggling with. Right. Right. So so that means Lyft has also visited this um, by this old magic. Yeah. Right. The Night Watcher. Not the Night Mother. Oh, that's it. Not the Night Mother. Right. It's the Night Watcher. I, 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 I messed that up because the next thing is our mother has blessed her, they said. Our mother. Does that mean our as in spren? Like they have a common mother? Maybe. Maybe. Like is that what mother is uh, indicating there? I'm not, I'm not sure. There's the other, um, the other uh, parental uh, title given to um, a, um, a being in this world is the Storm Father. So maybe it's kind of related to that like maybe there's the spren see another being as a mother or maybe these spren actually do have a mother maybe she's the head of the ring who knows we don't we don't really know right yeah i don't know yeah we don't really know anything right no, now it's a fascinating a fascinating introduction but she <laughs> shut it Voidbringer. she's she so that in and of itself is saying something she's she's having none of this with regards to uh uh, Windle selecting her. Mm-hmm. She kind she kind of rejects all of the, what he's saying. Right. She thinks I captured um, you, just like you're supposed to capture a Voidbringer. I did that to you. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And she see this other this other part here where she says, um, "I'll bathe in blessed water and get an exorcism." She really does think that Windle is a Voidbringer because that sounds like something you would do to get rid of like an evil spirit or an, a Voidbringer, right? So yeah, she really does believe Windle is like like you said, it what like Windle didn't pick her. She captured right. something evil and is using it. And hey, don't tempt me. I'll get rid of you with blessed water and an exorcism. <laughs> the power of the storm father compelled you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so lift edges sideways and looks around the curved wall at the at the guard patrol. And they're they're um, they have their weapons. I guess are long halberds. And she says, "Lift says, all right." <clears throat> she whispers to Lindell, "You got to do what I say." I do not. His response yeah. is, dude, again, I love it. He doesn't want to be there. I should be with the master gardener. I'm right. with a 13-year-old kid. I, You have to do what I say. I do not, he mm-hmm. says. Sure you do. I captured you, just like the, just like in the stories. I came to you, Wendell says. <laughs> Your powers come from me. Do you even listen to up the wall, she says. And he actually does. He hops up onto this wall because the wall would be impossible to climb because it's smooth bronze. Right. But what he's able to do, which is this is amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> he's able, it seems, to manifest himself in such a way that crosses between these two realms of existence. Right. Shadesmar and, and the physical world. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's able to use him almost like like handlebars and grips yeah. to be able to scale this impossible climb. Yeah, we know that we know that in the past um Syl has been able to affect the the the, the world. She like mm-hmm. she held that leaf in her hand and brought it to Cal when he was at the Honor Chasm. So we know mm. that Spren can affect the world. So in this small way he's able to affect enough that she can use it as a ladder. It's right. freaking cool, man. I want to, I want, it's, it's so cool. I mean, t- again, visually it's off the chart. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, <clears throat> so one thing to go back to is, uh, uh, the mother, our blessed mother or our mother has blessed her. She will be young and we can mold her on the word mold. I just want to linger there and say, uh, 
that that appears to be also prevalent in what still I think is doing with Kaladin. Kaladin is being molded. Right. Because at so many times we've like the re- as readers, we've nearly lost him. Right. Like thrown himself into the chasm, you know, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's, he needs molding as well. Yeah. And I think these spren, at least un- unless I'm wrong, are playing a role there. In, in either in encouragement, development, uh, making sure that things are like nudged out the door, if you will, in, like a, in, a, uh, in a certain, like a spiritual therapist, almost like someone to help them I don't, get over I don't their, know. like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not too dissimilar from other characters that you meet that aren't spren. So mm. for instance, like Z- like Zale, right. You know, he, he will help mold you and again, nudge you out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like any, any teacher, Yasna, same thing. Right. You know, I, I will help mold you and, and then out the door. But I just think it's interesting that, that I think that the role of Spren in some ways, I think is this, n- this need for molding or either encouragement or development. It's, it sounds just, almost um, like that it could be too, that this, this ring, this group of Spren, um, mm-hmm. whatever, whichever Spren Windle is, we're hope, hoping to be able to steer her in the direction they wanted. And she's having none of it. And no. it's, it's really <laughs> funny to, to see this relationship between her and Windle because it's unlike Shalon and Pattern and Kaladin and Syl. You know, there's, yeah. you know, uh, Kaladin and Syl is like this, you know, a uh, relationship of like love and understanding mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, support and, uh, a pattern and uh, uh, Shalon are really about, you know, scholarship and discovering secrets and like really like knowledge based. And this is just them literally yelling at each other the whole time, which is hilarious. <laughs> okay. So let's just, let's, let's br- say one more thing about this ladder business in this, in this thing. Her name is lift, right? You need a lift. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there's some irony there for sure. She she can't do it without him. She needs a lift. I yeah. think it's so great. Yeah. Like she's ho- holding on to him and lifting herself up. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's just, and also I, I can't help but think her name is indicative of some other purpose um, uh, to either raise spirits or something like this. I don't know. Like we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> but she did. She climbed all the way to the near top of the, of the dome. She glances toward the city, no sign of the man in the black uniform. So maybe she has lost him, Mm -hmm. but we know actually that she did not. It was unfair how well Azimir was protected from high storms. They should have to live with the wind like normal folk because she's looking at all the reinforced glass and things like that. Yeah. It's interesting that her perspective is that they should have to live with the wind. Right. And for some reason, Azimir does not have that much of a problem with the high storms. It must be, actually, I'm going to look at my nice little uh, map here that I have. Ooh, And yeah. uh, a- Azir is surrounded on two sides by mountain ranges. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, to, the, to, to the east and to the northwest, there are mountain ranges there. So it's kind of like, kind of like Shinovar where it's, a barrier. it's protected. Yeah. By these, uh, <coughs> um, by these uh, um, high storms. So she's probably talking about that, that they don't have to really deal with the high storms as much as other people. But she thinks that they should have to go through the hardship. Right. 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 Well, that's, it's journey before destination, right? You have to, you have to go through it right. first. 
We need to void bring that, she says, yeah, <laughs> pointing need, at the window. Yeah. So again, she's like using it as a verb now. Yeah. So it's void. Yeah, we, we, we have to void bring this thing. Um, have you realized, Wendell says, that while you claim to be a master thief, I do all of the work in this relationship? You do all the complaining too, yeah. she says. How do we get through this? <laughs> That's so good. Again, the dialogue yeah. is just wonderful. It's great. <clears throat> you have the seeds, he asks her. So she actually fishes through many pockets until she finds a, a handful of seeds. And then Wendell says, I can't affect the physical realm except in minor ways. This means that you will need to use investiture to... <sighs> yeah. She, yawn, she yawns. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, use investiture to... <sighs> she yawns again. And then she's thinking inside. She's like, these starving void bringers, they can never catch a hint. Yeah. So... She's bored. She doesn't care. Just do it. No, yeah. I don't care what you're telling and me. She, Just do then, it. Yeah. And then he's like, <clears throat> spread, spread the, the seeds, seeds on, on the, the frame. frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's just awesome. So I, I just want to I, quickly pause here for a second and point out that investiture is yeah. in capital. Yes. Both times. Yeah. Okay. It's an ability. Mm -hmm. It's It has is something it to do with it, what they do. Is it a, is it a search type? It's it's part of the whole thing. There's no real full explanation for oh. it yet, but oh, okay. it, these are the, some of the first hints. The, we've only seen invest like this one other time, and Zale said something about the uh, storm being invested to the hilt. So, right. So yeah, we're we're getting there. We're we're gonna start getting. Well, this I, is like I, a, I don't remember how we talked. I don't about think it means that, that about, she has to wear a vest. I don't no, think it means invest, that. So she the doesn't invest. No, no, no. It's she, not. She, she doesn't have to be in a vest. But. Um, remember how we talked in the first book about how uh, Sanderson does these two, three part reveals where he'll bring something up and then bring it back again later and then maybe again later. So we've gotten the word invest in a capital with Zale. He's yes. using investiture here. And then maybe later we will get a more explanation of what this means. So patience, Padawan, patience, patience, Padawan. Wendell says your bond to me grants two primary classes of ability. The first, manipulation of friction, you've already, don't yawn at me, discovered. <laughs> we have been using that well for many weeks now, and it is time for you to learn the second, the power of growth. You aren't ready for the, what was once known as a regrowth, the healing of... Lift presses her hand against the seeds, then summoned her awesomeness. Yeah. So here's the first reference of awesomeness. I put a little heart next to my text here in the book. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so she's going to use her awesomeness, which, which is as I texted to you, yeah. which is awesome. It's awesome, yeah. So awesomeness is awesome. Yeah. I really, uh, that's another t-shirt. Um, she wasn't sure how she did it. She just did. It had started right around when Wendell had first appeared. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Um, she ha He hadn't talked then. She kind of missed those days. So again, kind of like when Syl first appeared. Right. And when you know, Pattern first dance appeared. Yeah. Right. Um, her hand glowed faintly with white light, and the seeds that she put here on this window, they started to grow, and fast. And the vines burst from the seeds and wormed into the cracks between the window and its frame, and the glass cracked. And then the window frame popped open. Well done, Wendell says. We'll make an edge dancer out of you yet. 
There it is. And there's the, there's the term. Yeah. That's the title of the novella that we'll be covering after this book. So Edge Dancer, what I make from it is because he has crossed between these two worlds, is that, is that maybe what it's suggested in the meaning of the word Edge Dancer? It's like, you know, you're, uh, you're walking a tightrope between it's these possible. two. I mean, this is what she's literally done to climb this wall, right? Is walk on the edge. It would look like she just climbed this smooth wall up the edge because the vine creature Windle yeah. has given her the ability to walk on these small yeah. edges. So, but yeah, and and he's maybe, and he's walking the it. edge uh, uh, between these two worlds. There's there's a lot of possibility in why it, it, it's called that for sure. I like what you're saying, like in terms of uh, like her being like a like like a thief, mm-hmm. and you you are walking the edge uh, between what's right and wrong, right. Uh, and also, I, I think what what you just said there just gave me a um, a vision of like her uh, uh, always in need of being uh, like balancing on the edge, like right. trying to cl- climb, uh, there's, climb. Uh, there's that crazy. scene later when she cl- climbs on the very, very tiny lip above the right. guards, and Wendell right. makes and he, the edge just big enough wider. for her feet to fit on. Yeah. yeah. So there's right. uh, that's kind of a edge dancing. Yeah, yeah. it's edge dancing. It's yeah. neat. It's really cool. Well, we'll see if the, I, I don't know. I just I just loved thinking about the word and uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. So she slips inside the window. Having a void bringer was useful. She wasn't completely sure if her powers uh, came from him. Yeah. So again, she's not buying it that that it's all him. Yeah. That seemed the sort of thing a void bringer would lie about. Right. So what's funny? He, she's accusing him of lies, whereas in in Shalon's case. Pattern is always telling her that you're the liar. You're lying all the time. Right. It's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. There, there's maybe she, before uh, before that though. She says she yeah. thinks she probably should have stolen something to eat. She wasn't quite so awesome when she was hungry. Insert right. Snickers joke. You're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> and then if Roshar right. had a commercial for Snickers, it would be like Lyft is literally <laughs> acting like Dalinar, like the Blackthorn. Why doesn't anyone yeah. want to follow the codes? Here, Lyft, have a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that if Dalinar, if the Blackthorn had a chocolate bar, it would be probably like eat more. It would be more It's one of those gross practical. ones. Yeah, yeah, like be more practical, like molasses and nuts. Yeah. My or mom something. used to eat eat more, and I'm like, why would you ever, <laughs> of all the chocolate bars you could pick, you pick the gross one? It's good for you. It's yeah. not good for you, mom. It's not good for you. <laughs> I, I'm going to join your mom on this one, and uh, and it, and I'll admit this is not something I admit to uh, to many. Actually, I don't know if I admitted it to hardly, hardly anyone, but I, as a as a kid, used to enjoy eat more. Oh God. I did. Eat yeah. less. I was, of it. I was one of those weirdos. <laughs> Eat less. That's funny, actually. Yeah. That's pretty good advice. Eat less, exercise more. Okay. Moving on here. Uh, that seemed the sort of thing a Voidbringer would lie about. She had captured him fair and square. She'd used words. Right. A Voidbringer had no body, not really. To catch something like that, you had to use words. Now, I, th- I paused here. I'm like, wow, does this. Like, are we getting more into like the words of radiance like well not the um, words of radiance but think- I, I know I, I i just kept thinking about just thematically and um <clears throat> everybody knew it just like curses made evil things come and find you a couple of things here um mm. you 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 can capture him by using words um mm-hmm. cal had to say words 
right? We know that Shalon mm-hmm. has been told by Pattern that she said words a long time ago and she's decided to block that out. But, you know, Journey Before Destination, those are some pretty strong words. That's the first ideal of all Knight's Radiant Orders, right? Life Before right. Death. So those right. words might be, have been the words she used to capture him. Right. Right. Because yeah, those amazing. are the words that the other two would have used. We don't know for <clears throat> sure with Shalon, but we know that Sills no. told us that life before death, um, uh, uh, strength before yep. weakness, journey for before destination is the right. words, the first ideal of all Knight's Radiant Orders. So Right. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I, al- I also, I, I like the way she, just refer- re- referring to having like caught him or catching him. It's, I, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I just imagine like a little kid with a butterfly net catching a butterfly. Right. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they, well, still in that case is uh, a bit more butterfly-like, but. Um, okay. So she had to get out of sphere, a diamond mark to see properly in this room, this small bedroom that she was in, which was decorated in the Azish way with lots of intricate patterns and the rugs and fabrics on the walls, mostly gold and red. Those patterns were everything to the Azish. They were like words. Mm-hmm. I put a heart beside this. And again, I just, I love this culture. Yeah, it's I really great. I do, I do. I'm really into it. I, I could really imagine it. The, the, I found it a little, it's a little distracting and alarming to imagine everything covered in bronze, but I like to think that there's a bit more variety to the visual as well. That For sure. Even though thing, things might be bronzed out, there probably would be other textures and, and colors there. Yeah, well, they, uh, um, I would think but, that all the bronzeness is also reflecting the rest of everything around it. So there's this like weird like pattern stuff yeah. on the bronze too, because if there's any right. trees or anything by, uh, nearby, it's reflecting all that stuff off of it, right? The the one thing I want to point out here in this little paragraph, it's not a big thing, but sure. I, I just want to point it out, is okay. that at yeah. this point in the interlude, we don't know what she's doing with Stormlight. The only experience we have with Stormlight is that you draw Stormlight from spheres and then you use it. And she's already used Stormlight to do the, 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 the growth thing with the seeds, but she pulls out a diamond mark her lucky one from her pocket that still has light right. in it. So stormlight. Yeah, yeah. So I, this should be, this is u- a hint that she hasn't used the stormlight inside the sphere. She's used stormlight from a, a different place. And after doing the trick that she does with the seeds, she says, I'm hungry now. She wasn't so quite, uh, quite right. so awesome when she was hungry. So these are hints like foreshadowing to come later yep. in the interlude that t- when we find out what she can do with her metabolism. And she's actually just using that diamond sphere for light. Right, exactly. And That's it's not it. done or like, anything. Which it's is still... the practical the practical purpose of the sphere. Right, exactly, yeah. So it's, right? it's, it's really interesting. There's a couple of little hints here before we get to the actual reveal later. She looks out the window and surely she'd escaped darkness. So there's the name drop there. The man in the black and silver with the pale crescent birthmark on his cheek. The man with the dead, lifeless stare. Surely he hadn't followed her all the way from Maribethia. That was half a continent away. She uncoils a rope, ties it to the door of a built-in closet, and, and then drops it out the window for the others. She heard whispers down below. Did you see that? She climbed right up it, not a handhold in sight. How did she... Hush, says Huquin. 
Lift began poking through cabinets and drawers in this in this room that she's in. Huquin studied the vines that she'd grown from the seeds on the frame. Interesting that mm-hmm. that she that she goes to the business of checking things out, and he's actually examining what she has done. Right. Well, it's because she, she's still a little bit of a mystery. Tig's the one who knows, <clears throat> right? Because right. Tig's like, oh, she'll be useful. Don't worry about it. And Huquin's like, yeah. how did the fuck did she do this? Right? Yeah. Ain't nothing in this room but moldy shoes, says Lyft. You, Huquin says to her, and my nephew will hold this room. The three of us will search the bedrooms nearby. We will be back shortly. You'll probably have a whole lot of moldy shoes, she says. <laughs> yeah. Ignorant child. This clothing will sell for bundles. It's exactly what we're looking for. Like, what about real riches, she says. Spheres and jewelry and art. That will all be far too well guarded, Huquin says. The difference between a successful thief and a dead thief is knowing when to escape with your takings. And this hall will let us live in luxury for a year or two. That is enough. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant, very Sean. very practical. It's so good. I love this practical mm-hmm. nature or his way of looking. However, he did leave the room to go further into the palace. Right. But this room doesn't have so the rich, riches doesn't of have clothes enough. that they need. They need to yeah. go find some nicer clothes. Okay. One of the brothers peeks out the door into the hallway, nods, and the three of them slipped out. Listen for the warning, Huquin says to his nephew. And they close the door behind him. Tigzik and his accomplice below would listen for any kind of alarm. Huguen's nephew, who's about 16 years old, crouches by the window. And he says, how did you climb the wall like that? So even he's super curious. Yeah. Uh, Lyft says gumption <laughs> and spit. <clears throat> he frowns at her. I got magic. <laughs> I got magic spit. <laughs> he seemed to believe it. Uh, yeah, so she's thinking this. He seemed to believe her. What an idiot. So she, yeah. so she's thinking he's an idiot. He asks, is it strange for you here, away from your people? Because she did stand out. Next paragraph here says, she had straight black hair. She wore it down to her waist. Mm-hmm. Tan skin. Don't know, Liv says. <clears throat> I ain't never been around my people. You're not from the islands? Nope. Grew up in Ral Elorim. The City of Shadows? Yep. Is it? Yep. Just like they say. So again, you're right, there's a dunny here. Like, we could hear more about this city, but we don't get to because Sanderson shuts the conversation down. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in this this chapter, in this inner, 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 interlude, like little tiny snippets of information, like almost like here's a little bit of world building. Not enough. Not enough for you though. (laughs) Oh, there's, so there's something curious about the city of Shadow. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving that for another book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is fine by me. Um, she pulls the door all the way open and steps out and lifts like... Or the nephew says, lift? They told us to wait here. And your point is, and we should wait here. We don't want to get Uncle Huquin in trouble. What's the point of sneaking into a palace if not to get into trouble? She shakes her head. She's like, odd men, these people. Like, she's <laughs> she's thinking that about him. Yeah. So she's thinking, you're an, you're an idiot. Now yeah. she's thinking he's odd. Right. Um, this should be an interesting place with with all of the rich folk hanging around. 
there ought to be some really good food in here too. Yeah. Like she's thinking. Yeah. That's all she wants. That's all she wants. Oh, all that, that she, she wants. wants. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. That's good. Uh, interestingly, the nephew followed. She expected him to stay. So he's, he's surprising her by following. Yeah. He says, we shouldn't be doing this. Well, then stay. She says, uh, reaching a large stairwell. There were servants below, even a, a few parchment. Where are the important folk? And the nephew says, reading forms. Forms? Sure, he said. With the prime dead, the viziers, scribes, and arbiters were all um, given a chance to fill out the proper paperwork to apply to take his place. You apply to be emperor? Isn't that cool? Sure, he's. It's crazy. You apply for the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, are you accepting applications? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that I've, great? Uh, let me see. I've got, I worked at Dairy Queen for a couple of years. Yeah, I was the Dairy Queen I, uh, shift manager. At the local. <laughs> I was in charge of changing the Blizzard machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you apply. <laughs> you apply to be emperor. Liv says, "Sure." Lots of paperwork involved in that, and an essay. Your essay has to be really good to get this job. Storms, you people are crazy, she says. I love her so much. Yeah, yeah. The way she's, you people are crazy. I, uh, I like this response from him, though. He's like, other nations do it better with bloody succession yeah. wars. This way, everyone has a chance. Even the right. lowest clerks can submit paperwork. You can even be discreet and end up on the throne. If you uh, are convincing enough, it happened once. That someone yeah, really she low... She says crazy. Became yeah. the the prime became and, you know, emperor, and it happened once, but it's about to happen again. This is the great thing about this chapter is I that it it, happened he's once. saying it's happened once, and now he's going to become the twice, right? <laughs> Says the girl who talks to herself. She looks at him sharply. Don't pretend that you don't. I've seen you doing it, talking to the air as if somebody was there. What's your name? She asks. Gox. Wow. Well then, Gaw. I don't uh, talk to myself because I'm crazy. No, I do it because I'm awesome. Yeah. She started down the steps and then makes her uh, way for a closet. Gox cursed and then followed. So what I don't understand about this is why she doesn't call him Gox. She just says Gaw. I don't know. She's a strange one. Is it? She's a, yeah, it's a little quirk. Maybe, okay. maybe it's her way of giving him a nickname. Because I could call you Shaw. Shaw. And I can call hey, you, Shaw. I can call you Ja. Uh, Sean Ja. It's Sean Ja. It's the Sean Ja show. That's funny. Um, Lyft was tempted to use her awesomeness to slide across the floor quickly, but she didn't need that yet. Besides, Wendell kept complaining that she used the awesomeness too often, that she was at risk of malnutrition. So as a first-time reader, I stopped there and I went, oh, okay. That's interesting. Right. So if you use your power too much, you become malnourished. Right. For her only. <clears throat> right. 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 I know. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. So another little hint okay. at what's happening here. Right. Gox scrambles into the closet um, before she pulls it shut. And he, she says, you should go back upstairs. This could be dangerous. Oh, sneaking into the storming royal palace is dangerous? Gee, thanks. I hadn't realized. So he gives her back a little bit of spunk, which right. is cool. And she says, I mean it. Go back up. Leave when Huquin returns. He'll abandon me in a heartbeat and probably you too. Besides, she didn't want to be awesome with Gox around. 
because that started questions and rumors and she hated both. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Questions and rumors, not a fan. I like that. Yeah. Again, so much, so, uh, like so many little revealing nuggets about her character. Um, <clears throat> no, Gok says, if you're going to steal something good, I want a piece of it. Then maybe Huquin will stop um, making me stay behind, giving me the easy jobs. Interesting there, right there, eh? He doesn't want the easy jobs. No. Neither does she. No. Yeah, right. so he, she's like, huh. So he had some spunk to him then. That's great. Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I like that. A servant passes by holding onto a plate of food and man, her stomach is growling and she's like, smells so delicious. Mm-hmm. She watches the woman go, and then she breaks out of the closet following after. So, they head through a few corridors, I believe, and the serving woman pulls open a door that was hidden in the wall. Yeah. Servants' hallways. So, I immediately thought of this, I'm like, okay, well, are there servants' hallways in uh, the, I guess, palaces or the uh, the encampments in... Um, in the Shattered Plains? On the sh- uh, yeah. Because I was thinking about, you know, everyone's, you know, these assassination attempts and who did this mm-hmm. and who did what. I'm just wondering if, if that's also in place there. That, that's what I thought of when, when I was uh, reading this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they are using servants' hallways. <clears throat> Lift caught it as it closed, waiting a few heartbeats, right? Nice. Right? And then slipped through. So her and Gox are in, or in these, I, I love this, these narrow corridors, yeah. like where the servants travel between places. Mm-hmm, really like cool. they're like mice, they're like rats and mice in between the walls, Yeah, right? they're like, um, they're in, literally in the areas, like they were in the palace where they're not supposed to be, but they're even more in a place yeah. they're not supposed to be, right? Like, yeah, it's no, really cool. it's super cool. So there are probably lots of hallways like this in the palace, says, uh, or, th- or thinks lift. Windle grew around the door frame like a fungus-like creep of vines and he forms a face and then he shook his head and lift says too narrow and he nods it's dark in here hard to see us vibrations on the floor mistress someone coming this direction so i loved this because this is um this is Wendell informing her about it's almost like spider sense right right it's like you know i'm, I'm warning you about what's coming up ahead and this is where she looks crazy to people because she's talking to this her imaginary friend yeah right? and gawk says uh, to her do you even know what you're doing no she says and then scuttles around a corner into <laughs> into another hallway lined with alternating green and yellow gemstone lamps unfortunately a servant in a st- stiff black and white uniform was coming right at her gox lets out a meep so i want to stop there because i'm like what does that sound like (laughs) gox lets out a meep he's a meeper um meep i don't know what that is but he ducks away and hides i just thought it was hilarious that he he's a that he meeps yeah but but she does not meep she pulls off in my opinion a shallan Oh yeah, you're right here. Lift stands up straight, and rather than retreating, as her as her little her partner or, uh, does, she clasps her hands behind her and strolls forward. Mm-hmm. She passes by the man, his uniform marked to him as someone important. We get the word a little later, actually, equerry, mm-hmm. um, as someone important for a servant. You there? He snaps. What is this? Mistress wants some cake. Lift said. Oh, for Yezer's sake, food is served in the gardens. 
There is cake there. Wrong type, Lift says. Mistress wants berry cake. The man threw his hands into the air. Kitchens are back the other way, he says. Try and persuade the cook, though she'll probably chop your hands off before she takes another special request. Storming country scribes, special dietary needs are supposed to be sent ahead of time with the proper forms. Again with the forms. I love... It's so visual. I, I almost imagine him carrying forms and then he's making sure that forms are in place yeah. for this and that. Yeah. And again, these dietary changes, like I want some berry cake. You better have applied for berry you, cake. Yeah, you have to apply you, ahead you, of time. Do you, is your, do you, do you have the, the blue slip? The, the pink slip? The, <laughs> the blue berry the, slip? Uh, the the puce was in, in Monsters Incorporated when they have like the different colors of the <laughs> yeah, paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Mike Wazowski's like, what what does puce look like? Oh, it's like this. Oh. <laughs> um, I actually still to this day am not clear on what puce looks like. I, I can't remember. The mystery like, will never know. The mystery will never know. Okay. Um, <laughs> proper paperwork. This was great. You know what? It doesn't spend a lot of time in terms of deliberating whether or not this guy believes her. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy just goes right ahead and believes her. Like, like these dietary changes and stuff. Like, he believes her, 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 um, I guess her, um, uh, she is, uh, not forging him. What what is she doing? Bluffing. Or she's, um, she's not quite doing a disguise, but she's, uh, She's trying to she, she's trying to convince him that she's a representative from some other yeah. noble. Um, it's great. I thought we were dead for sure, Gox says. After he after this other man leaves, don't be stupid. This ain't the dangerous part yet. Yeah. I love that. <coughs> um, across the way was a door with no light shining under it. Lift checks in both directions, then dashes across for this door. She cracks it and peeks in and then waves Gox to join her. We should go right down the hallway outside, Gox says. Mm-hmm. Down that way, we'll find the vizier quarters. They're probably empty because everyone will be in the prime, the prime's wing deliberating. You know the palace layout, she asks. Um, they were in a small sitting room of some, of some sort right now. Yeah, he says, I memorized the palace maps before we came. You didn't? She shrugs. I've been in here once before, Gox says. I watched the Prime sleeping. You what? So again, this is another Weird. weirdy, beardy yeah, thing. Yeah, this so is a weird beard I was, for sure. You know, do, do, you know what, do you know what else I was, I was thinking about when we were uh, starting to, to record this show? Was I, was, I kept thinking, what is Sean going to say when he says, and this is Jack, and, and he's, you know, because you the, do the something intro, where yeah, you bring yeah, me into the... Yeah. So, so you, di- you did the roles, but I'm like, and, you know, and I thought you were going to, like, which one were you going to choose? Like him watching me sleep, or he tends to watch <laughs> the ever sleep? I should have, I should have. You know, like, like there's yeah. so many, but there's so many different ones you could have chosen. Yeah, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q., and I was literally just watching him sleep. It's Jack! Like, something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So It's such a weird okay, thing, so right? Like This is this is weird. He explains that uh, um, the Prime is public. Like, the Prime right, belongs to the, everyone. Right. Yeah. And you can enter a lottery, it says. Yeah. To come and look at him sleeping, or do just daily rituals they, like cut, you know, cut a. Uh, um, you can watch him eat. You can watch him perform daily rituals like what, like eating and going to the bathroom and stuff. Like, 
It's so <laughs> yeah, weird. What, on a special day or something? And he says, no, every day. You can watch him eat too or watch him perform his daily rituals. Yeah. If he loses a hair or cuts off a nail, you might be able to keep it as a relic. So remind me to keep my, my clippings from now on because right. they're obviously... <laughs> we'll, sell them on, uh, we'll sell them on eBay. <laughs> Go to the show oh notes, everyone. Gosh. Check out our t- store at Tee Public, and Jack's fingernails are available. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you imagine going to a con, a con of the Stormlight archives? Um, would be so delightful because there'd be so many fun things to do. You could bring rolls. You can bring you rolls. Can, oh my goodness! You could watch people hair sleeping. clippings from the prime tra- trade. You could sell trade it. hair. That's hilarious. Trade strands of hair between each other. That's really and funny. Uh, if you want to go for the clippings, I guess you could. But I'm more in favor of maybe a strand of hair. Lyft but, has the mm. right idea here because she's like, <laughs> it sounds creepy. <laughs> Sounds creepy. It sound I, I and what I was thinking is it sounds creepy. No, no, it there is, is no sounds. Yeah. It is. Yeah. This is creepy. Yeah, it's so funny. Which way to his rooms? Liff asks, and he points that way. You don't want to go there, Liff. That's where the viziers and everyone important will be reviewing applications in the prime's presence. But he's dead. The new prime, he says. Well, he hasn't been chosen yet. Well, it's kind of strange. There's never not a prime. We just don't know who he is yet. I mean, he's alive and he's already prime right now. Um, interesting though, is it always a male? I guess is. The I don't think so. Always, there's a lot of he going on. There is. So um, maybe maybe <clears throat> it is, but I, I I don't think they've they haven't made that plain yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really interesting, right? Like we just don't know yeah. who he is yet. The the primes have already been decided. We just don't know who they are yet. Who they are yet? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's alive, and he's already prime right now. We're just catching up. So those are his quarters, and the scions and viziers want to be in his presence while they decide who he is, even if the person they decide upon isn't in the room. Right. That, that makes no sense, she says. Of course it makes sense, Gok says. It's government. That is all very well detailed in the codes. Trails off. I thought lift, I read this this time, yawns. and I hadn't realized it the past <clears throat> reads, but detailed in the codes. Codes is not capitalized. No, so it's not the same codes as mm-hmm. the codes. You know, it's not the same <laughs> as the Alethi codes. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's interesting that they use the same. He used the same language here. This paragraph we got to do in its completion because this is great. So he says, this is all very well detailed in the codes, and then he trails off. He trails off because she's yawning. Right. And she comments, Asia could be real boring, but at least he could take a hint, though. <laughs> right. Isn't that great? Yeah, this is another where's Dunny moment where we're, sp- we're about to get <sighs> some really good information, and she just yawns her way through it. Yeah. But but she's saying he could take a hint because earlier Wendell she said wasn't that, hint. that Wendell could not take <laughs> yeah, a hint, exactly, but yeah. he but but at least he can. Yeah, like it's just such a great uh, character on uh, on uh, on her part here. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Gox continues. Everyone outside in the gardens is hoping to be called in for personal interviews. It might not come to that though. The scions can't be prime as they're too busy visiting and blessing villages around the kingdom, but a vizier can. And they tend to have the best applications. Usually one of their number is chosen. Mm-hmm. The prime's quarters, Lyft says, that's the direction the food went. What is it with you and food? I'm going to eat their dinner. You're what? I'm going to eat their food. 
Rich folk have the best food. But there might be spheres in the vizier quarters. Eh, she says. I just spend them on food. Yeah. Stealing regular stuff was no fun. She wanted a real challenge. Over the last two years, she'd picked the most difficult places to enter, and then she'd snuck in and eaten their dinners. Isn't that great? <laughs> she, like, would go through the entire thing about breaking uh, into the most yeah. hard places. You know what? Your yeah. uh, Ocean's Eleven joke from earlier actually still stands. Imagine... Mm putting together a team to go and break into the most heavily fortified place and you the reason you go in there is to eat like a, a chicken cordon bleu like or like a you know what I mean like a, a super nice yeah. fancy meal <laughs> well that's that appears to be all that she needs she says come on um getting him to to come with her toward the prime's chambers you really are crazy gox says yeah no i'm just no nah, just bored I'm going for the vizier's quarters. Suit yourself. I'd go back upstairs instead if I were you. You aren't practiced enough for this kind of thing. If you leave me, you're probably going to get into trouble. Mm -hmm. He fidgets and then he does exactly what he said. He goes toward the vizier's quarters and she rolls her eyes. Why did you even come with them, says Wendell? Why not just sneak in on your own? Tigzik found out about this whole election thing. So there you go. So Tig's, so this was planned. Right. There was this Tigzik's plan. On this precise, right. And he told me tonight was a good night for sneaking in, so I owed it to him. Right. She felt like a little bit of like, which is really nice, you know, she's, she doesn't give a fuck about nothing, but she felt like coming in here on her own would mm -hmm. be too easy. She'd have to help him because he's the one who really kind of told her about the night. So this is interesting because what's, uh, what's said here, I think is one of my highlights, um, um, besides I wanted to be here in case he got into trouble, I might need to help. Right. And then Wendell asks, well, why bother? And she says, well, someone has to care. Too few people care these days. It's like a line right out of, uh, Kaladin. Yep. Absolutely. You say this while coming in to rob people? Sure. Ain't going to hurt them. You have an odd sense of morality, mistress. Don't be stupid, she says. Every sense of morality is odd. I suppose. Particularly to a Voidbringer. I'm not... And he starts saying something again, yeah. and she she grins and hurries pa uh, hurries down towards the Prime's quarters. Um, she takes a side hallway and spots guards at the end, and she says here, Yep, that door was so nice it had to belong to an Emperor. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, guards were a problem. Mm-hmm. The hallway leading down here was narrow like an alleyway, and she thinks that's smart, because it's hard to sneak down something like that. Mm -hmm. And these and these two guards says here, this is funny, weren't that weren't the board type? They were the we gotta stand here and look real angry type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stand. So I just thought that was so, yeah, so like, again. Like these weren't just regular guards; these were like I'm I'm a guard guard. I ain't uh, moving for nobody. We gotta stand here and look real angry. I'm angry. That's I'm, funny. How how angry can you look on this shift? Oh, I can look real angry. I'm pretty practiced at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. The hallway was tall, and this observation is kind of sad. Rich folk liked tall stuff. Yeah. If they'd been if they'd been poor. They'd have built another floor in this place for their aunts and cousins to live in. Rich people wasted space instead. 
It's true. It is so true. Yeah. Seemed perfectly rational to steal from them then, yep. she says. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but agree. There, Lyft says, pointing to a small ornamented ledge. Uh, it, so that, that's what she's going to walk on. Up we go, she says to Wendell. You got to do what I say or I'll prune you. You'll prune me? Sure. That sounded threatening, right? So funny. So great. I love that line yeah. so much. So up they go. So he's giving her the handholds. Why haven't they noticed you, Lyft says. So again, is it because, she says, is it because only the pure in heart can see you? Meaning and herself? She, yeah. And, he, and he's like, you're not serious. Sure, that would fit into the legends and stories and stuff. Oh, the theory itself isn't ridiculous, Wendell says. Merely the idea that you consider yourself to be pure in heart. I'm pure, Lyft whispers. I'm a child and stuff. I'm still storming pure. I practically belch rainbows. <laughs> okay. I just love this so much. Again, this is actually happening in hushed tones as right. they're climbing along the ceiling, right. this dangerous ledge right. above the chandeliers, heading across toward these where these guards are at the end of this narrow hallway. I mean, belching rainbows. I mean... One of my favorite cartoons, uh, it's, it's not a, um, yeah, what is it? It's a gnome, I think. Uh, it's called, it's Gravity Falls. It's a Disney production right. and probably right. one of the most clever Disney productions ever made, in my opinion, mm -hmm. in terms of the jokes and stuff. And they have these belching gnomes. So I just, I was laughing out loud when I was reading this because I was just imagining <laughs> these, bleh, like barfing out rainbows. Yeah. Um, and I like the way she says, but I, I'm a child and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a child and, and, and stuff. And stuff. Oh my yeah. God. I love this lift character. Anyways. Um, so she gets her stomach to the wall and gets along the side. She takes in a deep breath, turns the corner of the hallway, uh, and moves slowly along it. They can't see me, Wendell says, because I exist mostly in the cognitive realm. Even though I've moved my consciousness to this realm, I can make myself visible to anyone should I desire, though it's not easy for me. Other spren are more skilled at it, while some have the opposite trouble. Of course, no matter how I manifest, nobody can touch me, as I barely have any substance in this realm. Yeah, but nobody but me, Lyft says. You shouldn't be able to either. What did you ask for when you visited my mother? Well, here we go. <clears throat> so, earlier, it said she visited the old magic. Right. It said... Our mother blessed her. Our mother they said. blessed her. Mm -hmm. And then now he's asking, what did you ask? Ask for. Mm -hmm. When you visited my mother. So mm -hmm. there is a connection now between the night watcher, who is the, um, the giver of old magic, right? Right. The person you go to see to get a right. boon and a curse and their mother. That's what they're saying right now is, you know, you went and saw the old magic we know the old yeah. magic from before is the night, the, yeah. night, the night watcher. And he's saying, what did you ask for when you went and visited my mother? So right. there's a little bit so of like good. sneaky connections here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I think it's a reasonable conclusion for sure. Um, <laughs> so the guess, so she gets to the end of the hallway. She's like above these guards. Right. And then Wendell's like, well, this does not seem well thought out mistress. Had you considered what you were going to do once you got here? She nodded. Well, wait, she whispers. And they did. 
And this is another one of my highlights. Next paragraph after that one. Fortunately, she did guess right. Unfortunately. Right. That line is so good. Right. Fortunately, she'd guessed right. Unfortunately. Yeah, because we know that the thing that she guessed right was that Gox was going to get caught. Gox gets caught and in trouble and that's going to lure the guards away. Right. That was her plan. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that this kid thought of that. And, Mm. and... And this line, fortunately, she guessed right, unfortunately. Just, that's one of my highlights. It's great. A, a guard appeared at the other end of the hallway, looking out of breath and, a, and not a little annoyed. The other two guards jogged over and he turns and points the other way. And that was her chance. Mm-hmm. Wendell grew a downward vine. So down she climbs. She only had a few seconds. Um, and she overhears this conversation. Caught a thief trying to ransack the vizier quarters. There might be more. Keep watch. By Yazir himself, I can't believe they dare. Tonight of all nights. Lift cracks open the door to the Emperor's room and peeks in. It's a big room. Mm-hmm. And there's men and women at the table. Nobody looking her direction, though, so she slips through the door. And then became awesome. I just <laughs> I cool. can't gush enough about that. Yeah. Then I became awesome. So she goes in here. Um, she ducks down, kicks herself forward. Moving along, sorry, it says here, the floor, the carpet, the wood had no purchase on her. She glided on it like ice, making no noise as she slides across the 10-foot gap. Nothing would hold her when she got slick, in capital S, like this. Fingers would slip off of her and she could glide forever. Mm -hmm. She didn't think she'd ever stop unless she turned off the awesomeness. And what she'd if, slide all the way to the storming ocean itself. Yeah. Yeah, he said to I her... I love that so much. He said to earlier, um, your, bond grants <clears throat> me, uh, your bond to me grants you two primary classes of ability. The first is the manipulation of friction. Right. So... So nothing, nothing sticks to her. No, and that means she can like just fucking slide everywhere. Yeah. You know? It's, I know. It's fucking cool, dude. Well, it's, it's really it's cool. Like, it's like par- parkour times times twenty times. Yeah. You know, it's infinite. it's like you it's know what it's like. It's like that um, lube man in uh, the Watchmen <laughs> TV show. Remember the Watchmen TV show? Yeah, and the guy that slid into the sewer grate because he yeah. filled himself with put lube all over himself. It's like this, that, but uh, way less gross. <laughs> I was also thinking of uh, the Griswold family Christmas, uh, oh, the where stuff he puts he the, on the... He, he puts on the spray. It, it's like that yeah yeah (laughs) um okay so her stomach is growling um in complaint um she needed food and she needed it fast or no more awesomeness for her right and we get an explanation for it finally right here right somehow you are partly in the cognitive realm wendell says so he says you are partly yeah, so Lyft is somehow so she, partly so she in is. the cognitive realm. Yeah. It's, the only, it's the only answer I can find as to why you can touch Spren and you can metabolize food directly into Stormlight. She there shrugs. He, he was always saying words like those, trying to confuse her. Starve and Voidbringer. Hmm. That food was in there somewhere. She could smell it. But why, Wendell asks, why did she... Now there's the she in capitals. Right. <clears throat> Why did she give you this incredible talent? Why a child? 
There are soldiers, grand kings, incredible scholars among humankind. Instead, she chose you. Food, 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 she's thinking, smelled great. <laughs> so he's he's thinking of these grandiose things that are happening. Yeah. And she's like, I just want some bloody food. Get me a dinner roll for fuck's sakes. Your application was clearly the best, Delxy. So she's starting to hear some conversations of these uh, right. these, no- this is, these nobles. This is friggin' hilarious, dude. These, yeah. these guys... I don't want to like rush through this here, but we can kind of synopsis this. These men are the most important people in Azir and they're all trying to make each other prime. Your application was clearly right. the best. Oh, I misspelled yeah. three words. I didn't <laughs> notice that. You didn't notice? Of course you noticed. But it's pointless oh. because Axic's essay was obviously superior to mine. Like, they're... <laughs> don't bring did, me into this. Did Where you not disqual- notice? Yeah, we disqualified me. I'm not fit to be prime. I have a bad back. <laughs> like, yeah. none of them want to be prime. Did you not notice that the corner of my application had a had a, had a, a fold? A tiny wrinkle? I mean, c- clearly my application was not the best. Yours, however. Yeah, exactly. You, and yours However, I, I, I distinctly remember your your application being perfumed, which gave it a little extra oomph. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because they're reminds like reminds me of legal, like the application in Legally Blonde when she, that character in yeah, the movie right. Legally, she makes it pink, and I think it's it gives it a little extra something. <laughs> yeah, but the great thing is, is that none of them, none of them want to be prime. <clears throat> no, well, well, because they know it's a death sentence, right? Right, they um, actually say so that don't a little bring- later. <laughs> My essay was utter rubbish, and you know it. <laughs> so they're like, this yeah. is my the worst work I could have done. Um, what I wonder is, is why did they put their application in in the first place then? Pro- probably like why, be- why? Because it's part of the ritual, right? It's part of the whole Maybe. process. And it's like, uh, let, let's, uh, let it go to one of the fools in the garden. So like, these guys are the most important, most qualified that are in this room. And then they think that people who are awaiting the sculpture garden are, are like the lesser you know, uh, uh, deserving or whatever. Their essays were dreadful. Just look at what Pardendi wrote across the top of hers. And they, they, she's like, Lyft is like, this is finally, um, uh, this finally caught uh, Lyft's attention because it says, but it does seem insulting. And she's like, oh, she likes curses, right? So she's like, good cusses. Come on. She's like, read a few of the, <laughs> read a few of those. Yeah, read a few of those. My essay was utter rubbish and you know it. Wendell moves along beside Lyft, and uh, he right. says, Mother, in capitals, has given up on your kind. Right. I can feel it. She doesn't care any longer now that he's gone. Right. Now that so, he's gone. So, I, I don't know if you were jumping ahead when you were I, saying I, that. I, I was just trying to synopsis the, uh, the essay talk, oh, but yeah, okay, you're right, sorry. that's an important I, part. I got, I, got, I got lost, but I... Um, but that that line for me was huge. Uh, she doesn't care any longer now that he's gone. Um, I'm guessing that refers to uh, God being dead. Personally. Oh, the uh, the Almighty. Yeah. Um, honor is dead, but I'll see what I can do. Hmm. Well, on, I'm talking on, about the, on, the the end of the way of kings. Right. I'm talking about yeah. God well, is the, dead. The uh, the Almighty is also known as Honor. Right. And um, we know that he is dead. So maybe you th- you think that this the he's is honor. But yeah, potentially, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That's really interesting. So I wonder what who the she is then. I don't know. Right. Honor. Well, she is mother, <sighs> right? So yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll interesting. See. Um. 
This but, arguing does not befit us, says a female voice. We should take our vote. People are waiting. Yeah. And, uh, let's and, go to the gardens. Yeah, he says, we'll have to pick one of them. The other voice. She sounded very in charge. The Cassidix and star Cassidix and stars. So that little part there, Cassidix, that's yeah. the Azir word for Harold. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the info dump. Um, what do we do when nobody wants to be prime? <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted to be prime. Had the entire country suddenly grown some sense, says Lyft. That yeah. is, again, one of, that's one of my highlights. Right. Because she said earlier, nobody it's a dangerous want- job, right? Yeah. She said, well, it says right here, being rich seemed full and all, sorry, fun and all, but being in charge of that many people, pure yeah. misery that, that would be. So I love it that she's not after power. She's not after influence. She's mm-hmm. after just food. Right. You know, it's, I, do, I just love the character. And they're all like, they're all just like, you know, uh, posturing right now by like, oh, your application was better. Your application was better. They actually get right to the heart of it here. Well, the next line is amazing. It says, perhaps we should pick the worst applicant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We should pick the worst. In this situation, that would indicate the cleverest applicant. Six different monarchs killed, says one of the voices. In a mere two months, high princes slaughtered. Throughout the East, religious leaders, and then two primes murdered in a matter of a single week. Storms, I almost think it's another desolation. Right. Coming upon us. Another another person says, a desolation in the form of a single man. Right. Yazir, help the one we choose. It is a death sentence. So yeah, they're, they, they've made it clear and plain here that whoever they put as prime is more than likely going to get assassinated because, they, because they've had two primes assassinated in a matter of five days. And this man in white is the desolation upon the world right now. You know, six different mm-hmm. monarchs killed. Like it's just... It's craziness yeah. right now. This is Zeth's, uh, Zeth's doing. This is the thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, that we Remember I said earlier that there's this, kind of like this conundrum here that I want to talk about. And it says here, what if we pick someone who is legitimately terrible? Is it not our duty to care for the kingdom regardless of the risk of the one we choose? But in picking the best from us. We doom our brightest and our best to die by the sword. So... They have a choice to make here. Either they pick the best person for the job and risk losing that bright, amazing mind or picking the worst person for the job who they know they're going to lose to the, the sword, but they're doing a disservice to the country by putting the worst person in charge. What do you think about this? What do you think about this so, conundrum? Well, I don't like the, I don't accept the choices. So, uh, I, th- I thought a little bit about this and it, and what I thought was that what they should do is definitely choose the worst applicant to protect their brightest. Right. Um, that is what I would do, but all, but what, what I would do is the, the person installed invested to be the prime would have to take the direction from the brightest. Right. So whatever the prime did in terms of influence over, over this, over, uh, uh, Azir would have to adhere to what the brightest are saying. Right. And I, I now, think that's now, kind now of... maybe that's not, it's probably absolutely antithetical to what it means to be the prime. Right. And we don't know and, exactly and, and how their government that. is run, right? Once they give right. the, 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 the seat of the prime to someone, that person might have complete sway over everything. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. So I get it. It's just that in this in this circuit under these circumstances, mm-hmm. I think you need to invoke uh, different measures. Let's say it's a very very strange problem for them to have right now, and I find it mm-hmm. really fascinating. Well, uh, that's how I would that's how I would handle it. Is I I would uh, you know reinvent what it means to be prime, right? But but in terms of the logic, yeah, I mean, why like, would you? It seems like reinventing what is what prime even means would take a very long time, a lot of applications, a lot of forms. Like th- mm-hmm. they can't just make a decision quickly. <laughs> There's going to be a huge process involved, right? It might take lo- ten years of, for them to do that. A lot of a lot of pews coming up. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting. Um, I really love it. Um, perhaps if we choose the right person, he or she will be be protected by his hand. His is not capitalized there. It's interesting. Carpet's so fine, they probably drove some poor woman blind weaving them. I thought that was an interesting way of, of, uh, again, her looking at the opulence. Right. Um, so she's admiring the carpets, but then thinking, wow, like somebody probably went blind trying to, trying to produce them. Um, she notices, this is left again, mm-hmm. notices the paintings on the wall... Mm-hmm. And there were some that had a face scratched off of them, and it depicted all of the heralds in a row. Yeah. This is a little bit of a callback to another interlude. Do you remember the brothers who went, who broke into a fancy house with their mistress? And the yeah. mistress was breaking up artwork and scratching out yeah. paintings? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a callback, bro. That's... Is that this place? I might... It might this might not be the same place, but okay. it could have no. been done by the same people. Wow, that's cool. Very cool, yeah, right? right. Yeah, I didn't cool. pick up on that. That's really cool. We still don't know um, at this point in the book. We still don't know what that is all about. Like why anyone would be scratching out the faces of 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 heralds? One of or the heralds of one 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 particularly. One yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's that very I, very interesting. That I th- I thought was the most interesting part of it. Yeah. Okay, so the the door opens. Likely the guards coming um, in from uh, from Gox. Right now it was time for food. So she slicked her legs and she crouches down and gets towards the, the, the edge of the tablecloth here and she unslicks her legs and she says perfect or she thinks perfect. She reaches up and grabs a dinner roll off the table and takes a bite. Mm-hmm. So again, I just thought it was so awesome like slicking and unslicking her, her legs or parts of her body to be able to pull off these crazy maneuvers. Yeah, it's, it's such cr- a it's, neat It's really cool. Uh, power it's almost to have. so cool. To, it's hard to picture. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I'm picturing it like, like again, very animated, like, um, like again, I, I, I like thinking of it in terms of parkour because I've seen a lot of these, you know, amazing parkour videos where they're doing amazing things, getting around rooms and mm-hmm. stuff like that and around corners, but adding sort of this fantastical element to it where her body is, you know, gliding across everything. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, you're not even on the surface of things. You're just, um, you're just hovering above it slightly, you know? You're um, like a, you're like a puck on an air hockey table or something. Like just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So actually, you know what? I have a hockey, a hockey reference coming up actually. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, okay. So, so she takes a bite, uh, reaches the tablecloth and then she glances over and she says here, he had arrived. Mm-hmm. The tall Asish man with the white mark on his cheek, like a crescent, a black uniform, row of silver buttons. A, sil- a stiff silver collar poking up from his undershirt. He had dead eyes. And she refers to him. This, this was darkness himself. 
And she thinks, oh no. What's the meaning of this, demands one of the viziers as this darkness figure steps in. I am here for a thief. Do you realize where you are? How dare you interrupt? I have, darkness says, the proper forms. (laughs) One of his minions enters behind him, a man in black and silver, less ornamented. So his minions are dressed similarly to him. Right. The vizier says forms are all well and good, but this is not the time, constable. So she refers to him as constable. Right. Lift bolted. So I love that because I love it when characters just take it in their own uh, sort of um, autonomy and just do what needs to be done. So she just bolts. Right. I love it. I love it. Um, She ran, leaping over a couch. She tore off a hunk of the roll between her teeth. Um, She was going to need more food. Yeah. Something swung from the shadows, though, on the other side, and it was a cudgel that clocks her in the chest, cracking her ribs, and she gasps, dropping down to the floor. Another of Darkness's minions stepped from the shadows inside the bedroom. Darkness says, even the chaotic can be predictable with proper study. Mm -hmm. His feet thumps on the floor behind her. She grits her teeth. She didn't get enough to eat. She's so hungry. The few bites, though, that she'd taken earlier worked inside of her. She felt the familiar feeling like a storm in her veins. Liquid awesomeness. Yeah. The pain faded from her chest as she healed. This is just awesome. It's, it's I love it. Awesome is the word, bro. We, we, we've, we've had, we've had uh, uh, descriptions of the power surging within yeah. Kaladin as well. Um, she leaped to her hands and knees, but he seized her by the shoulder, but she could escape that. She summoned her awesomeness. Darkness thrust something toward her. It was a little animal like a Kremlin with wings. Bound wings, tied up legs, more like a tiny axe hound, and it seemed sickly and and she and pained, and she was wondering how she could tell that that it was pained. The creature sucked in the awesomeness from lift, a glistening whiteness that streamed from it into the animal. It opened its mouth, drinking it in, and the lift felt tired. And hungry, so she's being robbed of her power. This is she's an being unusual. This creature is sucking out the stormlight from her. Yeah, and we have seen this creature before. Risen, We've seen this <clears throat> risen risen when she traveled to the Reshi Isles was gifted Reshi Isles. Yeah, an, yeah. An animal called a larkin, a very rare animal, was like yeah. a crumbling with wings, the face of an axe hound. Yeah. So this, this is the this interlude dude is connecting all the other interludes to it, right? Wow, Yim being hunted so by the man cool. in black and silver, the two brothers following the mistress to, to facing art, Risen finding the lark right. at the end of the Reshi Isles. It's all converging That's to one interlude. It's so cool. It's really awesome, eh? That's amazing. Yeah, so That's l- here, so let me, amazing. Uh, let me just quickly read it to you here so I can have, uh, I have taken- With the Larkin? Yeah, I've, I've taken the note of the actual um, page. Sure, yeah. Something crawled there, about as big as the palm of her hand, a creature that looked like a Kremlin, but with wings that folded along its back. What is mm-hmm. it? Risen demanded. Why we came here, Vistim said. The thing we traded for, a treasure that very few know still exist. They were supposed to have died with Amia, you see. And I came here with all these goods in tow because Talek sent me to say that he had the corpse of one to trade. Kings would pay a fortune for them. 
So right, yeah, and then it, she it says <laughs> uh, the the lark, and I think he calls it. Yeah. So well, this this really little Larkin cool. has done some done some damage here to Lyft, robbing her of her power. Yeah. Um, Darkness hands the animal to one of his minions, who makes it vanish and tucks into a into a pocket. Um, Darkness says, "Keep all the spe- all the spheres from her." This is interesting because he doesn't know how she gets her power right so he he's actually in the dark about this one thing the one you know thing Whit, yeah you know how wit said that one yes. thing that i don't know yes. right yeah uh, almost is the thing that gets me i know almost everything yeah. and it's the almost i know that almost everything it's the yeah. one it's the few things that you don't know that right. are the trouble well, well er, darkness everyone else uses stormlight the right way <clears> the normal way but lift right. for some reason yeah something's different about lift yeah she must not be allowed to invest, says Darkness. There it is. Lift felt terror and she was panicked. She struggled, thrashing, and she was biting the hand that held her, but this Darkness character didn't even flinch. And then um, Darkness turns to the viziers and says, I will trouble you no further, so he's, he's going to go. And Windle is saying, Mistress, here. And he's basically motioning towards the half-eaten roll that lay on the floor. Mm-hmm. Wendell ran into it, but he couldn't do anything more than make it wobble. He can't really interact with it to help. He can't pass right. it to her. Right. So Lyft is thrashing. She pulls free, but without the storm inside of her, she was just a child in the grip of a trained soldier. Yeah, I and love I that. Loved, dude, I loved it too, because mm-hmm. she... She knows what she really is. Without right. this power, she's just a child. She's just a kid, man. Yeah. She knows her limitations. I am highly disturbed by the nature of this incursion, Constable, says the lead vizier. Your paperwork is in order, and I see that you've even included a plea, granted by the arbiters, to search the palace itself for this urchin. Surely you did not need to disturb a holy conclave for a common thief, no less. Justice waits upon no man or woman. Darkness says, and this thief is anything but common. With your leave, we will cease disturbing you. She got her foot out to the roll, this is lift, Mm -hmm. but only managed to kick it forward under the long table by the vizier's. This is a leave of execution, the vizier said. You will kill the child for mere thievery? That, in addition to trespassing in the prime's palace, says Darkness, and for interrupting a holy conclave in session. The vizier met his gaze. She held it, and then wilted. And she says, she was like, she can't get the words out. She says, I, of course, constable. Like, so she... Wants clearly, to fight him against it, yeah. Clearly this vizier is not, is not interested in this punishment. Right. Mistress Win- Windle says, oh dear, there's something very wrong with that man. He is not right not right at all you must use your powers and she says i'm trying and she's grunting and she's trying to get that that uh, role windle says you've let yourself grow too thin not good you always use up the excess low body fat he says that's that might be the problem i don't know how this works right so <laughs> he's saying that if she was fat, fatter so he, he eat could, a sandwich yeah <laughs> She could use some of that extra fat <laughs> and burn it off yeah. in the stormlight. Yeah, it's, yes. that's crazy. I, th- I think that's I think that's good advice. Eat a um, I would hit I would hit the hit the chip aisle pretty hard. Um, 
that might be a problem. Um, I don't know how this works. Yeah. The minion is the the not holding lift moved uh, towards the outer hallway here, uh, found the chandelier ropes. He's actually raising the chandeliers to get the spheres out of range. Right, because they think that she can use it, right? But what I love most about this is that this is at darkness's direction. Right. It's very smart on his so, behalf. Great. But, yeah, but, totally. But misinformed. He, right. Okay. So Lyft says, please. Um, and she's looking over at the vizier, like she, cause she knows she's going to die. Mm-hmm. The vizier pointedly shoved the table and it clips the elbow of the minion holding lift. He curses, letting go of, letting go with that hand. Mm-hmm. So, so vizier, the vizier is actually helping her. Right. Right. Like she bumps, she bumps the table. Yep. Uh, lift dove for the floor, ripping out of his grip. She squirmed forward, getting under the table and he grabs her by the ankles. Yeah. But it, but it was enough because now she has access to that role. Right. Darkness says, what was that? I slipped, says the vizier. Watch yourself. Is that a threat, constable? I am beyond your reach. Nobody is beyond my reach. Yeah. This no dude emotion. is fucking serious, dude. Um, he hauls out uh, lift. This is the minion, I believe. Hauls out lift by her legs. Gets her to stand up. She met his gaze eye to eye, a half-eaten roll in her mouth. She stared him down, chewing quickly and swallowing. All that for a roll? Lyft said nothing. They take her out into the hallway. Mm -hmm. One of the minions ahead purposefully removed the spheres from the lamps on the walls. So they're going all out here to deny her spheres. I like how through this whole part, she's going, come on, because she's chewing and she's chewing and she's, the food's got to go into her stomach and metabolize. It's got to like be broken down in order for it to turn. So it it doesn't happen instantly, right? I really fucking love that. Yeah, I do too. It's like, well, it's kind of like, um, you're waiting for like the timer to go off or whatever. You know what it it Um, reminds me of? It's the stomach version of 10 heartbeats. Yeah. Come (laughs) on, come on. Right. They passed a palace guard in the larger hallway beyond. Constable, sir, you found another one? Darkness stops, looking at the guard opening the door beside him, and inside there's Gox, sitting on a chair, slumped between the two other guards. So you did have accomplices, shouted one of the guards, and he slaps Gox across the face. Windle gasps and says that was certainly uncalled for. Come on. This one is not your concern, says Darkness. Something stirred inside of Lift, like the little swirls of wind in the advent of a storm. Again, there's the wind, always Mm. present. Darkness looked at her with a sharp motion, and he says something is... So he's almost detecting that something is wrong. Yeah, almost tell, yeah. I know. I thought that was interesting, that he had this, like, spidey sense about powers. Remember what Wendell just said about him, right? Um, he's right. not right. There is something very wrong with this man. He is not Some, right. Yeah. Not right at all. Not right at all. Yeah. Mm. Lift becomes slick and slips from the minion's fingers, sliding under Darkness's hand as he reaches for her. She slap. She's slapping to the floor, almost like a seal. It's almost right. Yeah. Slaps to the floor. She was swimming, pushing herself forward. Um, skimming the floor of the palace on her knees, gliding as if they were greased. Um, 
and this is my hockey reference, she crashes into the wall at the end of the hallway instead, sprawling in a heap of limbs. And I just, I interpreted that just, just like a body check. Like you're on your knees <laughs> yeah. on the ice, you're sliding towards the corner. <laughs> uncontrollably, bam, just, yeah. Yeah, uncontrollably. Like you're just slamming into the end of the hallway yeah, as if you're on a hockey so, rink. She was going real fast, real quick, so fast it was hard to control herself. Right. Yeah. So I loved that image. Uh, lift, Windle says, behind. She glances uh, down the hallway and she... She could swear he was glowing faintly. Darkness was awesome too. Yeah, so the so darkness. She sees darkness and he's glowing faintly. With stormlight, and yeah. She, and she's thinking, whoa. Uh, yeah. And and then she she thinks, that's not fair. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. like, like a little kid, right? Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> she sprints down the lavish hallway, causing a maid to jump back, shrieking as if she'd seen a rat. I highlighted that because when they were going in between the services uh, hallways and things earlier, I was thinking they were like mice or rats, you know, in, in this area. Yeah. And then here she is running around on the floor, if you will. And then sh- this this maid is like shrieking as if she saw a rat. So I just I love it. Yeah. And, and also because her being a child and all, she's smaller of course. and whatnot. Yeah, of course. Um. Okay, so Lyft leaps up onto a long counter. So she heads actually into the kitchen, is it? Door slams open. Hang on here. Uh, into, the, into the kitchens. I love this. Slicking her legs, riding on the counter sideways, knocking off pots and pans and bowls. She comes off the other end of the counter as darkness shoves his way past all the cooks. Again, just, it's so visual. I could picture this just so well. His shard blade he, held up high. Right, and that was the that was the line I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah so he's got a shard blade. Um, so he has a shard blade. So and he's not the only one, as we are about to learn. That's right. Um, now in the next line, he didn't curse in annoyance. A fellow should curse. It made people feel real when they did that. She didn't trust anybody who didn't curse. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny. Um, Darkness wasn't a real person. Of that, she was sure. So that's interesting. That's really crazy, eh? So and then she snatches a sausage. <laughs> yeah, she does what any self-respecting person would do in the kitchen. She snaps a sausage. I was hoping for a little bit of mash um, to go along with that. Yeah. Maybe a little meat, meat and two veg. Um, but she doesn't quite get the mash. She gets, she gets a sausage. She chews yeah. on it as she runs. Where are we going? He asks. I'm guessing that's uh, Wendell. Yeah, it is Wendell. Yeah. Away, she just simply says. Away. Lyft turns a corner, surprising an equerry. We get that fancy word, which means like a, I think it means like a, a high a, servant, or something. A, a, a position, a position servant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a. Um, what has become of me? Wendell asks, thieving in the night, chased by abominations. I was a gardener, a wonderful gardener. Cryptics and honor spren alike came to see the crystals I grew from the mines of your world, and now this, what have I become? So. Whoa, that's interesting. Um, gardening from the mines of your world? Yeah. Like creating crystals? Like, again, I think this is a little hint here that there's just so much connectivity between Shadesmar and, and this the realm. Physical realm, yeah. And that, yeah, and that, like, the, and that the Shadesmar is a place unlike any other. Do you know what I mean? Like, we still don't really have a full picture no, of what it's like be- over there, the, yeah. The beads, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I will go back to the last line here that says, what have I become? A whiner, she says, as <laughs> yeah. she's trying to get away. Yeah. Nonsense, he says. So you were always one of those then? 
Um, she looks over her shoulder, darkness casually shoved down the equerry. So he's right on her tail. Mm-hmm. Her flight, uh, her fleeing loops her around back near the prime's quarters again. And there's one of darkness's minions that appears around a corner that way, carrying a shard blade. Yeah. And she's thinking, oh my God, this is terrible. So um, that's crazy. The main dude, I know. darkness has a shard blade. He can use stormlight. And then one of the minions also has a shard has blade. A, has a shard blade. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So she's clearly out, out, outmatched here. She barely, so darkness, so she, she turns the other way and past darkness striding out of the servant's hallways, she barely dodged a swing of the, of the shard blade by diving, slicking herself, sliding along the floor. This reminded me of Kaladin. When he was up against uh, the the shard bear in um, Amaram's, um, uh, was it tent or his? Uh, no, it wasn't a tent. Well, I guess when he went up against Helleran. Yeah, yeah. Um, who are these who are men? The, who, yeah, who are these men? Windle's asking. Why do they care so much about you? There's something about those weapons they carry. Shard blades, Lift said. Worth a whole kingdom built to kill Voidbringers. So she believes they're built to kill him, to kill... And that's when she thinks, built to kill Voidbringers. You, she says, still running. They're after you. What? Windle says. Of course they aren't. They are. Don't worry, you're mine. I won't let him have you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's endearingly loyal, Windle says, and not a little insulting. Uh, but they are not after... He's cut off. Yeah. The second... Of Darkness's minion steps out into the hallway ahead of her, and he's he's holding on to Gox. Yep. And he's got a knife to the young man's throat. Don't move, or I'll kill him. Starving bastard, Lift says. That's dirty. Yeah. Darkness thumps up behind her, and they have her penned in now in this hallway. Mm-hmm. The entrance to the Prime's quarters was actually just ahead, and the viziers and scions had flooded out into the hallway, where they jabbered to one another in outrageous tones. Gox was crying. Poor fool. Um, Lift went with her gut, which was what she always did, and she called the minion's bluff by dashing forward. He was a lawman type. He wouldn't kill a, cact- uh, kill a captive in cold. Texas cut off because the minion slipped Gox's throat. Right. Crimson, I was shocked at that. I really was. Crazy. When I first read it. Crimson blood pours out onto the... St- uh, stained uh, Gox's that stained Gox's clothing. The minion drops, then stumbles back. Lift froze. He couldn't. He didn't. Darkness grabs Lift from behind, but Darkness speaks to the minion. Yeah, that was poorly done, says Darkness. You will be punished. But the minion says, "I had to do as I threatened. You have not done the proper paperwork in this kingdom to kill that child, Right, Darkness said. Aren't we above the laws? Darkness lets go of Lift, striding over to slap the minion across the face, and he says, without the law, there is nothing. You will subject yourself to their rules and accept the dictates of justice. It is all we have, the only thing sure in this world. Right. Some kind of really <sighs> rigid code or, or adherence, yeah. yeah, to to uh, to justice and to uh, the laws of the land. Because n- notice how he says 
um, you will subject yourself to their rules. Right. So you respect the rules of the land you're in. So, so it's not just, it's not just that he has rules or laws that, that, that are personal to him. Right. It's no, no, no. It's the rules of each nation stand. Right. 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 And he has absolute respect for all of them. Mm -hmm. It would appear. It it does. And we, we we see this part of him, but we also saw in the other interlude with Yim, the cobbler, that he Mm. doesn't care about the fact that the, the thing that Yim did 40 years ago was a mistake and that Yim's like, I didn't even really, really know what I was getting myself into when I delivered that poison bottle of wine to that guy. And this guy, he's like, it doesn't matter. Justice will be met. None of my concern. Right. Yeah. So like, it's almost a very strict, honorable view of justice, but almost too strict too, that there's no, there's no wiggle room at all, you know? No wiggle room, no gray and no forgiveness. Right. Yeah. And, and no, no opportunity for redemption. Mm-hmm. It makes me like him and also makes me afraid. I know. Uh, f- he, for the other characters uh, uh, by him. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, like, again, this is, a, this is the way that Mr. Sanderson is, is doing it just so well with these, with these villains is giving them, you know, facets. Right. You know, he, he, he refuses in, in so many ways, I think, to give you a, uh, one dimensional you know, character uh, or whatever. Right. Yeah. He just won't do it, which is, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the, all this is happening, Lyft is staring at the dying boy, looking at the tears coming off of his, off of his cheeks as the blood flows. Wendell just says to her, run. And she started to run. Yeah. And she ran. She passes darkness, pushed through the viziers, barrels into the prime's quarters, slides across the table, snatches another roll off a platter, bursting into the bedroom. She was out the window a second later. Up, she says to Wendell. And again, he provides the, the, the ability for her to lift. Mm-hmm. And she climbs up. She reaches the upper reaches of the palace. You barely knew him, Wendell says, yet you mourn. You've seen much death, haven't you? I know it. You aren't accustomed to it. She shakes her head. Right. Again, this was her, her not speaking, but like, like a little frightened child. Childlike, you know, like, yes. No, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I loved this moment. Mm-hmm, me too. The, so she hears the other men, the thieves that she came here with. Right. Um, climbing their wall, disappearing into the night below. Huquin had left his nephew as she expected. Right. Who would cry for Gox? Nobody. He would be forgotten and abandoned. And he's, and she says, you spoke of something earlier, she whispers to uh, Wendell. Regrowth, he says. Each bond grants power over two surges. You can influence how things grow. Can I use this to help Gox? If you were better trained, yes. As it stands, I doubt it. You aren't very strong, and you aren't very practiced and he might be deadly or sorry he might be dead already why do you care Wendell asks Mm -hmm. because someone has to right this is yet again going back to to care oh it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's because someone has to oh for once Lyft ignored what her gut was telling her instead and climbed through the window she crossed the room in a dash so she's going back, back 
in to try she's something she's free. never done she's done yeah she's free she's looking at the others that she came here with they're escaping mm-hmm. they're out of here yep. and she barely knows gox yeah she's 13 yeah or well 10, she's been I 10 guess. for three years <laughs> 10 for three years i like the way her mind works i yeah. would like to be 10 i've been 10 for 30 some years i guess yeah now. i guess so um gox lay in a pool of blood that had darkened the fine carpet lift actually so she actually goes back wades through all the people crawling around because everyone's in shock mm-hmm. at this at this boy's death lift crawls up to him his body was still warm but the blood seemed to have stopped flowing her eyes are closed and she whispers to herself too late i don't know Wendell says what do i do well she doesn't whisper to herself she's actually talking to Wendell. Mm-hmm. um i'm not sure she says mistress the trend or sorry he says i'm not sure mistress the transition to your side was difficult and left holes in my memory that's interesting well we know we know that this is true even with the the other other spren we've met too right they don't fully remember everything that they're supposed to know right because uh still doesn't either Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um she set gox on his back facing the sky and then she says here They'd barely just met, but he'd been a fool. She told him to go back, but this was who she was, who she had to be. And this line, I will remember those who have been forgotten. So let's, let's hold on this line for a second. We talk a lot about words Mm -hmm. with people who are potentially becoming Knight's Radiance. We know two ideals that Cal has gone through. Cal has said the first ideal, which Mm -hmm. is life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. And he's uttered the second ideal, which is, I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. Protect themselves. That's right. And this, to me, sounds like one of those ideals. I will remember those who have been forgotten. All in italics. I feel like either she's saying or she's remembering these words, having said them before, or mm-hmm. she's saying the, for the first time right now. Right. We might get more clarity on that when we read the novella. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's such a it's, really it's great It's pretty moment. amazing. Yeah, it's a great It's moment. pretty amazing. And, and it really touches, I find this line really harkens back to Kaladin. Yeah. And, again, giving the names back to Bridge 4. Right. Those who would have been forgotten, mm-hmm. those who laid the bridges for, for others to climb upon, or you, you, you tread upon, you literally tread on these people. Right. And, uh, I will remember those who've been forgotten. It's great. Um, she leans forward, touches her forehead to his, and she breathes out a shimmering something left her lips, a little cloud of glowing light. And it. It hung in front of Gox's lips and she's thinking again that, come on, she wants it to work. It stirred and then drew in through his mouth. A hand grabs Lift by the shoulder, pulling her away from Gox. Darkness pulled her from the crowd. Come, he says. So she's being dragged away from Gox. Mm -hmm. It appears that you are an edge dancer, Darkness says. Yeah, it's great. Steering her down the corridor, he's moving her now. She stumbles, but he held her upright. I had wondered which of the two you would be. So that 
in itself. We know from what Yasnas told Shalon that each order has two surges. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the ability, the manipulation of friction is one of hers. So that yep. means there's another order somewhere mm-hmm. that has two and one of theirs is the manipulation of friction. So there's another order of nice right. radiant that can do friction. Friction. So that's why he's saying, I wondered which of the two you would be, which of the two orders right. you would be, be from. Mm-hmm. Miracle, one vizier says. Yazir has spoken, says another one of the scions. Edged answer, Lyft said. I don't know what that is. Darkness says, they were once a glorious order. Where you blunder, they were elegant things of beauty. They could ride the thinnest rope at speed, dance across rooftops, move through a battlefield like a ribbon on the wind, which is how Syl is described, by the way. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing, she says. Yes, it is unfortunate that they were always so concerned with small-minded things while ignoring those of greater import. It appears you share their temperament. You have become one of them. I didn't mean to, she says. Yeah. I, I realize this. Why do you hunt me? In the name of justice, he says. But there are tons of people who do, who do wrong things. You, you could have hunted big crime bosses or murderers. Why, why? But you chose me instead. Why? Others may be detestable, but they do not dabble in arts that could return desolation to this world. What you are must be stopped. This, this tracks with why he killed Yim, right? Right. Because Yim also had a spren also had mm-hmm. the ability to heal that boy's foot. So it makes sense. He's using Yim's um, 40-year-old in- injustice. He's using uh, uh, Lyft's crimes of breaking and entering to kill them because he doesn't want the desolation to return to this world. Right. He thinks that when people start getting their powers... A desolation will begin. The the desolation's going to begin. What you are must be stopped. She felt numb at this comment. Darkness turns her and pushes her against the wall. He kneels next to her, and he holds out his hand. Lyft says, I saved him. I did something good, didn't I? Goodness is irrelevant, Darkness said. You don't even care, do you? No, I don't. His, his shard blade drops into his hand there. So he's about, this is mirroring the moment with Yim. He's had, remember him and Yim had this kind of like a a nice moment before he kills Yim. He's telling him, you know, it doesn't matter that you did this 40 years ago. You know, you have to pay for your injustice now. And it's this like Mm -hmm. kind of soft moment before he kills Yim. And he's doing Mm -hmm. the same thing with her. You don't even care, do you? No, I don't. You should, she says, exhausted. You should. You should try it, I mean. I wanted to be like you once. Didn't work out. Wasn't even like being alive. Darkness raised his blade and Lyft closes her eyes. The next voice is very surprising. Mm -hmm. She is pardoned. Darkness's grip on her shoulder tightened. I find that interesting. Yeah. Because 
even though he must respect the law of the land, which is what's about to happen here. Right. The law he is about to it. tell him <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want it because he tightened his grip. Yeah, he's like, fuck, man, I was so close. Right, yeah. so I find it interesting that he's not perfect yeah. in his uh, adherence because, at least at least in my estimation, yeah. because he tightened his grip on her, feeling completely drained, so Lyft forces to open up her eyes, and Gox stumbled to a stop beside them. And with the viziers and scions getting closer as well, Gox clutched a piece of paper in his hand. He thrust this at darkness, and he says, I pardon this girl. Release her, constable. Who are you, Darkness said, to do such a thing? I am the Prime McQuasix, ruler of Azir. Ridiculous. The Catasixes have spoken, said one of the other scions. The Heralds? Darkness asks. They have done so much. They have done no such thing. You are mistaken. Mm-hmm. We have voted, said a Vizier. This young man's application was the best. What application? <laughs> He's a thief. He performed the miracle of regrowth. He was dead and then he returned. What better application could we ask for? A sign has been given, says the lead vizier. We have a prime who can survive the attacks of the of the one all-white. Praise to Yazir, Cadisix of kings. May he lead in wisdom. This youth is prime. He has been prime always, and we have only now realized it and beg his forgiveness for not seeing the truth sooner. Mm-hmm. As is always has been done, the elderly scion says, as it will be done again. Stand down, constable. You have been given an order. Darkness studies lift. She smiled tiredly. <laughs> Show the starving man some teeth. That was the right of it. That's so I absolutely love that line. Yeah. Show him some teeth. Yeah. That was the right of it. She, I just, <laughs> yeah. His shard blade vanished to mist. He'd been bested, but he didn't seem to care. Praise Yazir, he says. Herald of kings, may he lead in wisdom, if he ever stops drooling. Hmm. Darkness bows to the new prime, and then he leaves with a sure step. Does anyone know? The name of that constable? One of the viziers asks, When do we start letting officers of the law requisition shardblades? Gox kneels beside Lyft. So you're an emperor or something now, she says? Closing her eyes, settling back? Yeah. I'm still confused. It seems I performed a miracle or something. <laughs> Good for you, Lyft says. Can I eat your dinner? <laughs> that's the end of the She'll chapter get to eat a prime's dinner for sure man i know this was a long podcast but man i love that interview so good so right so good oh it's amazing we, we 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 probably should do a quick info dump if we're doing one here but well let's um, talk about our highlights but, first because there is a lot to talk about in highlights here oh well highlights i i highlights i mean so I think this is a multicolored highlight. I'm not going in for just one color of. Uh, I want I want multicolored streaks here on this. So many. Because first, before we actually get to the highlights, we should talk about this very little end part here, when they say praise to Yazir. Mm. They've been using Yazir a lot. Yeah. This is like their god. Mm-hmm. Praise to Yazir, Catasix of Kings, Catasix's herald, herald of kings. We know that the main, um, the like the top herald is um. What's his name again? It's uh, Yezrian, 
He's the king of the heralds. He's like the main leader of all the heralds. So in Azir, Yezrian is Yazir. So, and then this guy says, yeah, praise Yazir. This is darkness talking. Praise yeah, Yazir. Darkness, yeah. yeah, herald of it. kings. May he lead in wisdom if he ever stops yeah. drooling. Drooling, yeah. Very, very weird that he would say that. Um, so yeah, he, he clearly, ha- this guy clearly has some strong opinions about, um, Yazir, uh, Yezrian, the, the king of heralds. So yeah, very, yeah. Str- very strange. Um, it's interesting. But yeah, so do you have, do you have a, a highlight? Well, I mean, I, I don't know where to begin. Yeah. I mean, I listed a bunch in, in terms of mm-hmm. the podcast so far as we went along. Um, I, I don't know if I could possibly pick just one. I mean, I think the big moments were when she said that somebody has to care. Right. That's a, it's awesome. Um, her going back, um, while the others get away. I mean, that's, that's huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there, there's, 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 yeah, there's, there's too many to list. If I had to list it, if I had to list one, it would be that it would be that somebody has to care. Mm-hmm. Um, but just everything about this was just marvelous. Um, you know, the, her, the introduction with Wendell, <laughs> Wendell, Wendell again, like pattern MVP, Amazing. right? Like yeah. helping these characters along the handles, uh, providing the handles for her to climb on, um, you know, her just being so concentrative just on food, just delightful. Yeah. It's Everything awesome. about this chapter is just amazing. That's great. What about you? If you had, if you had to pick a moment. Um, my, my highlight is kind of a very specific thing. Um, it's the moment when she gets to the long hallway and there are two mm-hmm. guards at the end of it and she has to yep. use her um, edge dancing to be able to get past them. Yeah. This makes me think of the last time we saw someone with power at the end of a long hallway, with two guards at the end of it. Yeah. Zeth, yeah. remember he turns the I hallway thought... down, downwards uh-huh. with his power and he ends up like kicking doing the drop kick of death or whatever yeah um yeah. So i find it's very cool that they uh, that he wrote this like similar moment in both of these you know zeth is going to kill a king right on the day he wore white he's invading a, a palace to kill a king and yeah um um lift goes in there to steal food she's literally to going in there food, to yeah. steal to eat a king's food and yeah. the the way that they both dealt with guards at the end of a hallway is very telling on their their powers and what they can do. Yeah. You know, he goes in brute force, you know, kicking ass and she goes in and just slips in. Right. So I just, I love how there's like a mirroring there of these two moments. <laughs> it's really cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah, let's get to the info dump. No, uh, no fun segue here. Let's just get right to it. Um, so yeah, we have, um, her talking about no straight lines, all curves. I really find the, the, the mm-hmm. breast humor really funny in the this breasts. chapter. Um, uh, <laughs> I love how I mentioned it earlier, how Lyft uses starving as a curse and she makes sense cause she's always wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, the visorette is pretty much the government, right? in Azir. It's like anyone that's involved in, in, in the, in the bureaucracy is known as a visorate. Um, the prime is the leader of Azir. We already know that. Um, uh, I lo- uh, we mentioned earlier that, uh, Azimir is protected by high storms because of the mountain ranges. Um, she mm. mentions Ral Elorim, the city of shadows. Yeah. This is in Northern she... Irie. 
Airi is the country where people have golden hair. That's where Yim was from. That's also the place where we saw Zeth kill the king in Kaladin's like storm dream that he had. We don't oh, really yeah, know right. anything about this city, but it sounds sounds like bad you news because Gox <laughs> asks her, "Is it really?" Yep. Exactly like they say it is. Yeah, so interrupted. Yeah, yeah, very very cool. Um, also love the um the inclusion that uh, the prime is public and that there's a lottery that you can like watch them sleep and eat. This is just so weird. It's such <laughs> a funny thing. I got a piece of his hair. I got, I got it. it. It's right I here. A, yeah. I, I, I got a, I got a toenail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Cassidix is obviously uh, um Asius for heralds, which we just just talked about so um quite a mm-hmm. quick info dump um yeah uh what a fucking crazy episode what a crazy oh, chapter it. this is um we will be covering yeah. uh, uh i10 and i11 for the next episode should be uh, mm-hmm. should be a sh- much shorter episode than this one because there's two two little uh, right. um uh things and then we're on to part four bro we're we're getting so close it's so awesome looking forward to it yeah yep. it's, it's great it's gonna um, be good I'd love to say hi to patrons if you want. Uh, if we have a second here, let's uh, go down our list. We want to say hi to our brand new patron, Valkov Marin. Uh, uh, welcome mm. to the team. Um, can't wait to be able to ha- start having chats with you in the Discord and uh, getting you involved in all the different fun things. I'd like to say hi to Jan, uh, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage. Andrew S., Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., uh, Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman. See, Joey, I got it. Willman. Uh, Christopher (laughs) Jack, Brendan R., Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joe, Joe, Joe is going to be doing actually some uh, <laughs> some production for us in the co- coming episodes. So just look for that. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Defour, Daniel Widden, Werewolf Will, John M, Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, my mom Sue, uh, Ari Zoo, uh, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mister Murasami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's <laughs> wife. And our best friend, Mike. <laughs> so thank you very much to everyone who's part of the Patreon team. If you want to be part of that team and you want to get involved in all the awesome stuff that we do on Discord and uh, be part of the, the the upcoming live reads that we have going on, um, you go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at uh, on Gmail at uh, heroesofacathra at gmail.com. Write us a nice little uh, email. We'll totally read it and get back to you. If you uh, want to pop in on Twitter, we're at Heroes of One on Twitter. And you can always find us on the, at the Storm Pod on Instagram. That is it, everybody, for the show. Um, it has been a long one. My apologies. I always it's, like to try to keep these so good. Uh, the short, but uh, <laughs> this was a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.